You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Copyright, soldiers got my back, plan in effect, and we fight to the death. Got my black fist stuck, my black fist stuck, got my black fist stuck, my black fist stuck. We already got them, caught when they watch it. Thinking we ain't real, yo, the whole team shot them. Got my black fist stuck, my black fist stuck, got my black fist stuck, my black fist stuck. Welcome back to the Piper Carter podcast. You are listening to Piper Carter. Feels so good to be back in the actual studio with the crew, uh, with our co-host. What up, Brittany? What's up, Pipe? Daesh, what's up? What up, though? And guess what? We have the actual CEO, president, and czar of Detroit is Different, Kari Way Frazier in the building. Thank you. I do not go by uh, those titles. I just say founder usually because this is a community resource. And right now, in a lot of ways, Detroit is different is held down by y'all three to a lot of circles, even more than me. Mm. Oh, wow. It's so good to see you, Kari. It's been so long. So long. See, see, yes. Kari is in here with medicine. Medicine. I have my spirits. Amen. I have my spirits. I have Amen. my Brugal. For my people that uh, are familiar with the Dominican. Mm. And uh, also, I got my, my aloe. So, you know, and I have my water, my vitamins. You look good. You look like you've been taking care of yourself. Kari looks you. like a rock star slash track star. Thank you for, uh, thank you. I welcome all of the uh, blessings, but in a lot of ways, you all are way more beautiful. <laughs> More delightful Aren't and easy sweet? on the eyes, as they say. <laughs> but Carl, you've been working the... out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask yeah, tell you. us about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really always kind of stay on my workout. I just finally really got back to full rhythm. Uh, what throws me off usually is business will come in mm-hmm. or other obligations, and that'll take me off my workout regime. And I have a gym's worth of equipment next mm-hmm. door where I wow. stay. So... If, and the track, you've been doing the track. Yeah, I always run the track at Northwestern. Northwestern's a great track mm-hmm. for people that are interested in running outdoors on tracks. I've done Belle Isle, I've done Palmer Park, I've done other places, and I don't like trails. I don't like streets. I like the track, That's especially dope. Northwestern. It's better for your, your joints. It the sure track. is because yeah. the you get back, back less resistance mm-hmm. than the streets. Uh, if I had to pick streets to walk or to run or run through because sometimes like too much snow or whatever mm-hmm. i probably run through the campus of uh wayne state more than likely mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah i've been on the track too but walking i have not been yeah there. northwestern's <laughs> track is it's it's really solid i mean you were a track person at northwestern before we even had a track so listen i'm so jealous of that track right now like when i was at northwestern 86 to 90 <laughs> shouts out to the colts red and gray all the way but uh when i was going there we um, I was on the track team. We did not have a football field and we did not have a track. Mm. And we had to run all of our home meets at Cast Tech. I can't stand that mm. because it was Cast Tech. Like right. their colors are green and white. And I was like, you know, we're red and gray, you know, yeah. and we're like, you know, we're Northwestern. Like we should have. And we had all of that area, but mm-hmm. it was just like a, just a field. Well, uh, a lot has changed. Uh you know, between the church, between uh, what's also happened with the refinery over there. Uh, Northwestern definitely has an active uh, baseball field. I mean, that used to be. We did have know that, it. though. We, we, we had that because mm-hmm. the one se- season that I had double shin splits, mm-hmm. my coach made me 
play on the softball team so that I could still get my workout. That's dope. But she put me, but the but the softball coach put me in the outfield because I couldn't run because my legs was like messed up. I had them bandaged up, mm-hmm. so I was in the outfield as a as a, a catcher in the outfield. And who knew that I was great at that? I was okay. catching balls left and right. He was like, "You want to join the team?" Like I was Willie getting people Mays. out. I was catching that ball and I was throwing that joint like straight to second or straight to first. I was like, pow, pow. He was like, hey, you need to be on our team. <laughs> but I don't know. I just was like, uh, this game is a bit slow for me. Yeah, yeah. Baseball was definitely. Speaking of uh, Northwestern and it looking at uh, North, sorry, looking at Northwestern and how it's looking, they have a community garden. No, did they get that? Was that? I think that's the churches. That's the churches? Because it's on the other side, it's on the side next to the church. Well, it's uh, there are a couple garden boxes that they have, uh, but definitely more with the church. Okay. So uh, it's it's things happening in and around that neighborhood all the time. Okay. So I love it. You know, get active, get plugged in. Uh, Mama of Full House, and definitely what's happening with community movement builders and Woo-hoo. Youssef and Quasi and mm-hmm. Piper, myself, G Mac, so many others. Sherry. Uh, yeah, Sherry yeah. definitely hold it down. When we mm-hmm. think about gardening, Sherry's yeah. definitely the person to really <laughs> think about. She got the garden over here kind of going in a lot of ways. Don't mm-hmm. don't you have a garden? Mm-hmm. Yeah, How, yeah. Talk talk to us about that process and what the Kari what that... is a G. He's a grower. Because <laughs> <laughs> you got the workout thing going. Now you got your garden. Talk about your mentality on, especially during COVID times and. I don't know how vocal you've been on your other platforms about uh, how you feel about COVID in general, but looks like you're just taking care of yourself like you always do. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Brittany's holding it down. I feel like I'm on, uh, like, uh, I don't even know what form. This is like formal radio and everything. Yeah. It's like We've been yeah. working the on interview it. skills. It's like, <laughs> damn, like CNN or something. Yeah. I'm like, let me let me go to my guest. <laughs> but um, I ain't that for well, y'all funny. But so the garden is actually not my idea. It was my dad's idea. Okay. Shouts out to you, Dad. Yep, yep. So it was a Greg Fraser concept, and his idea was, you know, we don't know how much we can rely on the supply chain for what's happening with food. Mm-hmm. There's many people that started a lot of urban gardening uh, since COVID-19. So mm-hmm. the the concept, and it expanded. And Detroit has a lot of resources. Uh, keep growing Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you obviously have what Baba Malik has been doing mm-hmm. uh, for, for generations, almost now it seems like, mm-hmm. uh, as it's passing down even through his family. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's some resources out there. Mama Myrtle with uh, Feed em Freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... We kind of connected with Baba Malik first. Uh, mm-hmm. People know that that's one of my big mentors. My dad was like, reach out to Baba Malik. Mm-hmm. We reached out to Baba Malik. And Baba Malik's first uh, resource was, okay, how do you want to do this? You may want to think about some garden beds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I went out to uh, Brother Akaje. Brother Akaje built four for me. Mm-hmm. But then I have so much compost and things left over that I built four more myself. So mm-hmm. I have eight so garden dope. beds. Woo! Um, two of them you healthy started, and wealthy uh, <laughs> hilarious <laughs> I started from two of them I started straight up from seed hey uh, some of them did better than others what, uh, what, what, uh, what did you plant from seed okay so from seed I did red lettuce I did from seed I had some 
some some different greeny the greeny vegetables did really well from seed. So mm-hmm. the red lettuce did good. Uh, the um, the the cabbage did well from seed. Mm-hmm. The what else did well from seed? And then actually radishes did really well from seed. Mm. Uh, everything else, I actually got a lot of transplants from some from Keep Growing Detroit and some from Sherry. Mm. Uh, I was surprised some of these from Sherry that she suggested get. Uh, connected to the Hope Village revitalization mm-hmm. project were even good because these looked like they were dying out. So I mm-hmm. filled a box. I overfilled a box with like a lot of eggplant, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, romaine, mm-hmm. and a lot of some tomatoes, some jalapenos, mm-hmm. some bell peppers. Mm. And You're growing everything I'm not, and I'm growing everything you're not. We need, we need to like trade and share. We could. So <laughs> I, now, good. I mean, with my last two weeks ago, I did my last, I guess, the summer yield. Mm-hmm. I harvested for the summer. So I pulled a lot of uh, collards. I mm-hmm. pulled a lot of bell peppers, jalapenos, uh, a lot of eggplant. Um, it was cabbage. So cabbage, collards, jalapeno, bell peppers, um, Red lettuce, uh, some shards, radishes. <laughs> now, did you um, um did you like cook and, and eat everything, or did you um share <laughs> with your neighbors? I had to share with some of my neighbors, uh, because it was just I mean so abundant. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy. It was so I shared with some of my neighbors. I shared with obviously my dad, my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it was I, I was abundantly sharing my friend Tony. So I shared with her, Tony's mom. Lisa, uh, who else did I give some? Uh, my aunt, my aunt Joyce, my cousin Vicky, my cousins Devin, Donna, Mary, Kaylin. Like wow. I amazing. had a lot, mm-hmm. and you I was actually had everybody. a lot so wonderful. <laughs> Do you not know? <laughs> Literally, since not even uh, since COVID, just uh, buying produce in general takes up a lot. Like when you decide to kind of like even just have like a balanced lifestyle with meat and vegetable. That costs a lot of money. And then if mm-hmm. you are more on the vegetarian vegan side, mm-hmm. it's even more. So yeah. the fact that you were able to do that is like they just said so dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was definitely one of the things where it, it took a decent amount of spending some time to. Uh, also, one of my neighbors that's uh, Sherry lives in the neighborhood and also one of my neighbors, Miguel, uh, he he knew a lot about how to get some things growing that did not do so well. But too. next year I have some ideas. I had some compost left over, so I just tried straight from ground and straight from ground from compost. I did okay with uh with some more, and and it, it's still in the ground right now. I have some kale. I have some jalapenos left over. I just planted some carrots. I planted some. I planted some regular lettuce. I also planted some. So some carrots, some regular lettuce, and a lot of kale because my dad likes kale a whole lot. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, let's see what happens for the fall. I'm going to probably be pulling the kale relatively soon. Mm-hmm. Today it rained. This is yeah. the last day of September. Mm-hmm. So it rained pretty well today. Mm-hmm. I, I've been monitoring and watering a lot less. But yeah. to tell you the truth, I started uh I probably start, I started after the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people say, you know, you should start earlier, but Mm -hmm. now I have a better flow and rhythm of how I'm going to approach things next year. Mm -hmm. I'm looking to compost some of the roots that were left over and what I do have to turn over and make Mm -hmm. my own compost. Um, 
you know, Brother Nature's compost was cool, mm -hmm. but I want to have my own compost. So yeah. I'm thinking through how I can learn that process through my grandmother in Cleveland. There you uh, go. Grandma Vell, uh, Vell Scott with the Purple Oasis Garden. Anybody that's there in Cleveland area. Hey, shout um, hey. out, Grandma. So uh, she may be doing a class, she said, on composting. Hey. So I Ask her, can she do learn. it on Zoom so we could take it? I, I'm sure it's going to be videotaped somehow, but I know okay. I'm going to go over and look to learn because mm -hmm. that's what I want to do. And I want to figure out how to build some type of water tower because yep. that was really where the a lot of the time went. Mm -hmm. it was in the watering. Yep. I, I didn't have the challenges of a lot of the insects and right. the pests that I thought that I was that. going to have. I thought right. there was going to be a lot of pests because yeah. there are many squirrels around here. Mm -hmm. There Just are sometimes... You know, squirrels, pheasants, rabbits. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you'll see a raccoon, even possums. Yeah. I mean, I saw a possum the other day. You know? mm -hmm. But I mean, I guess these are ghetto pests where they rather eat, <laughs> they rather eat hot oh and They want some hot ready and they want some hot Cheetos. Yeah, they want hot Cheetos. That's they, so good. Want, I mean, it's uh, not good, but I guess it's good for you. So as of Please. now, but you know, things Who may change. Who knew hot Cheetos would be right. pest control? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I do think um, placement matters. I get mm -hmm. a lot of sun where I do have my garden, mm -hmm. uh, and it's a lot of plots of land that I have over here yeah. in my neighborhood. So uh, between both houses, if people know, this Detroit is different houses exclusively used for production, mm -hmm. and I live next door. And between these properties and plots of land, there are six plots of land that uh, that my family owns or I own over here. And we're going to expand, but, you know, it's a lot of, you know, that watering and the monitoring yeah. comes more into play as mm -hmm. you continue to expand. And I do see how people can, you know, can leave like many urban gardens have been left. It's a lot that have started, but mm -hmm. many have been left because mm -hmm. if you, you know, you really need to, you know, get out there every yeah. day. Uh, yeah. As I kept adding more crops, mm -hmm. you know, watering went from, you know, 15 minutes to mm -hmm. 30 minutes yeah. to 45 minutes, especially on those really hot days, mm -hmm. you know, and I would rotate my cycle too. So sometimes I would water in the morning and sometimes I would water at night, all mm -hmm. depending upon, you know, my own flow yeah. of what I was thinking, like how long the day would be and how hot things were, Yeah, you know, because I was like, okay, it, it can drink in mm -hmm. the nutrients a whole lot more too, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Well, you had a successful first year, right? Mm. Hey. Yeah, I mean, I, I I was able to, you know, I got greens for for days. I know, me too. So you yeah, y'all got a y'all sure definitely got a barter. Y'all definitely yeah, got a you barter. Have, you're growing everything. I'm not. I'm growing mm. everything. You're not. We have to mm. trade. Yeah. So and I have year, so much. I was like, woo. Yeah, yeah. So I I would suggest that if you have, it doesn't take a lot of what I what you may consider space. Yeah, um, it doesn't. So to to grow, uh, you you may want to think things out a little bit. I didn't Definitely. really plot it out all the way like what Baba Malik said because mm -hmm. some stuff like with the transplants that I got, they look so dead. I didn't expect any of them to grow. Mm -hmm. And then also from seeds, some stuff just didn't pick up. Some of the yeah. shards didn't pick up. Some mm -hmm. of them did. So I was willing to, you know, um, you know, it's like you know, it, it is hard to till the land with you know with a rake and a hoe but you know you got to do what yeah. you got to do yeah yeah you know so, and that's the other thing the the more you expand and the more you're getting into 
some of the labor associated with yeah. it. That's dope. Getting yeah. it ready. That's yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and you gotta, you know, have those tools and then Are you gonna sun, winterize you know? your garden and extend your growth season? Uh I don't think this year. Mm-hmm. I think the next thing I'm really gonna focus on is water tower. Yeah. I think so if That's I build my water tower or some type of uh rain rain, rain buckets yeah. yep. that people are talking about, mm-hmm. um, that'll be kind of smart. So I just gotta think through where I wanna place that and how yeah. I want to go about the design. I'm still okay. I'm still researching that, but from what people say, you'll be so surprised how much you get from one rain. Mm. I, I could I could believe that. Yeah. I could believe that. I mean, especially looking at the water main breaks around yeah. here. I mean, yeah. you know, I could believe that. You know, I, I would say that I am no master gardener and if I can do it, you definitely can <laughs> yeah. do it if you just yeah. have the the time, patience and availability mm-hmm. to stay monitoring it. Yeah, yeah. Um especially I would say in the infancy stage, if definitely. you have some of those transplants. Uh, keep monitoring, make sure that, you know, you start seeing those holes in those leaves, you know, mm-hmm. you may have to come from up and under and, you know, you know, put down some different ways of natural pesticides, you mm-hmm. know, uh, different flowers can be uh, deterrents yeah. for, okay. Marigold. for pests. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, different spices, mm-hmm. you know, a like lot of cayenne. the neem oil, cay- cayenne. They don't like cayenne, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, some don't, some okay. do, but, and then mm-hmm. some of it, you know, and then there are good pests too, like bees, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then even spiders. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, uh, so be smart about it, you know, mm-hmm. monitor it and make sure you got a long enough water hose to really water, <laughs> yeah. water it, you know, yeah. make sure they can drink it in and get a lot of light. I went and bought me a, a big, long, hundred foot water hose with the thing to turn around. How much was it, Pipe? How much was it? It wasn't expensive. I had to buy um, two of them. I'm trying to think. Was it fifty dollars? I bought. I bought it. Uh, yeah, I think it was like fifty. That ain't bad. It wasn't. I mean, let me just say, if you have fifty dollars, understood. But I don't think it was that bad. For yeah, the 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 I had to buy two because the first one I bought uh, got a hole in it. Mm, um, How'd that happen? I'm unsure. And then I I really I bought three. Now that I think about it, because. I where my spout is, I have to kind of run 50 feet from the spout to one of the, uh, I guess, like a, a water hose. Um, I don't know, like coil. Yeah. Like the, yeah. The plastic coil. That's the one so, I got. So I have the the coil to to run it 50. So I have just like the straight yeah. uh, hose and mm-hmm. then the coil. So between the straight hose and the coil, you know, I needed to buy three because one got a hole in it and you know, if that connection breaks, you know, it throws everything off and you're you're running through water. So Mm -hmm. the water bill did go up. Mm. Um, I would say, I don't know how many people you live with and all of that stuff, but my water bill may have went up like, especially when it was really hot, maybe like August, maybe 25, 30%. Mm-hmm. that's pretty significant mm-hmm. yeah i mean it, yeah but mm-hmm. i mean i was putting that it's much water in yeah. into the uh you know into the and into i the also food. bought a um a soaker hose mm-hmm. what's that it has the holes in it all along the hose yeah and then you lay it at the root and then it drips into, into the, the the room. Oh, nice! And then you leave that on. It depends how long you leave it on, but I kind of researched the stuff I was growing. I it needed um an inch of water, but because it drips, it takes a minute for it to you know. And I had 
you know, and how much dirt you have. And I have the four foot by eight foot beds. So it takes like an hour for it to drip like an inch. And the way you check that is you put, you turn on the water and then you put the hose on top of a t- an empty tuna can because the tuna can is like an mm-hmm. inch. Mm-hmm. And then you see how long it takes for it to fill up the tuna can. So then when I checked that, I was like, okay, well, that's an hour. So after that, I would leave that on for about an hour. But if I had to do like a quick watering, then I would just take the hose and then get down in there and get to the root and then just like water at the root. And that only takes like somewhere between 15 to 30 minutes, like Kari was saying, because of how many I have seven beds. And that's and what Piper's saying is real. And then also the watering process becomes different depending upon what you're going. I forgot to mention I had cucumbers and those cucumbers mm, that's a lot overtook, of water. Uh, um, you know, they overtook a bed because mm-hmm. I didn't put, you know, um, the states. You know, I didn't put the the trellises yeah. and the states in at, and when I should have. Oh, so, like, you know, those will grow and the flowers will expand. And the next mm-hmm. thing you know, you have a whole bed, you know, yeah. it's like uh this is before y'all time. Little Shop of Horrors going yeah. on. Yeah. You know, before. have you ever seen that, Brittany? I don't think so. You Not ever my seen name. that, Deja? Yeah, I've seen it. What's okay, ain't that something? Little Shop, oh, man, little shop of Horrors, something. Little Shop. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me, That's Tisha Campbell and uh, what's her name, right? Tisha Campbell actually is yeah. a, a man. She went really old school. She yeah. was one of the singer. Okay, so yeah. it's what one, is it on? It's like a like crazy, a play, 80s, like a musical, yeah, like a musical. Her okay. I think was Tashina Arnold in it. Too? What? Uh, Damn, I have she? to go back and look. I have to Damn, go back and look. She, you may be right. I, I have to go so. back and look. I, I haven't seen it since the nineties or eighties or something. Some prominent black actress. I okay. Don't know. I remember Tisha Campbell <laughs> because that was around the school days yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, And you right. know, you made okay. the tie yeah. between yeah. both. Mm-hmm. Um I used to get the scenes mixed up sometimes. <laughs> those are two totally different movies, but I, know, I feel but what you're saying. The, yeah, yeah. It was the scene you. where they were in the, the shop, the was it the or no, the hair salon. That scene, I used mm. to think that that was in Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. <laughs> what about here? Why? Because they broke out into probably because they broke dance out into the song and dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the very uh, yeah. Broadway campy. So. <laughs> yeah. That big smile, light skin, so. light skin. <laughs> so. That's what it was about. So the what about here? What about here? So the um, but yeah, so. When you ever see that movie, but it's about basically it's about a plant that overtakes. What like, was the name of that? It was a um. It's a, it's, a, it's a species. Yeah, like a Venus fly. Venus a fly huge trap. Venus fly trap that yeah. like sings and and eats people. Eats people, and and, and it's definitely it's it's probably like some racial over undertones to that it because is. the the voice of that is definitely a black dude. Definitely a Leroy. <laughs> definitely <laughs> a Libra. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of My stuff mom. going on like Child that, like, like the Blues Brothers. Child no, but I'm just saying, uh, it, it's like so. It's one of the Leroy, you know, in the in the when they put the black character in the film, his name is Leroy or Leon. The token, yeah, something like the that. The token, and then it's always like, oh no, no, I didn't. Ooh, Lord Jesus, help me. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit of, <laughs> okay. it's a little bit of like eye bucket, as they say. Yeah, and it's singing, but it still like was a. 
it's it, it's very like cartoonish mm-hmm. and it was a lot of movies like that around the time in the okay. 80s so like real cartoonish over yeah. the top remember, what was, uh, remember the colors. Jim Henson one and it was like those like what? weird Muppets and then they were they were kind of like off brand what was the name of that one Jim Henson's something uh, I gotta like look it up so okay it was it was one of those type of so so when you said animated. that I immediately thought <laughs> <laughs> uh, which isn't Jim Henson. I thought about Beetlejuice, but it's mm-hmm. along the Beetlejuice okay. world, you know. But All right. it overtook. So the cucumbers, if you ever grow cu- cucumbers, they stretch. I, I looked at watermelon. They stretch as well. Okay. Yeah. So the cucumbers and the watermelon. I was just going to say, didn't your squash stretch like that? I had two tran- squash transplants, and they mm-hmm. are... Is they're like now they've taken over around um probably like 15, 20 feet. Mm, I could believe it. I'm like, whoo. Like it's yeah, it's mm-hmm. like little shop of horrors. I'm like, it's only two plants. But the thing is, now I have like maybe like maybe like ten squash mm-hmm. that are like probably like um twelve inches each mm. and probably like around six inches wide. They mm. look almost like watermelon, but mm. they're like too mm-hmm. too elongated, mm-hmm. and they're they're spotted, yeah. and mm-hmm. and they're they're squashed. So I'm like, wow, it's like amazing. And Brittany was like, give me some, yep. make me some, uh, some mm. what do you call it? Not banana bread, zucchini bread. zucchini bread. Yeah, I'm gonna give you some. Thanks. Yeah, she can. Yeah, you can go next door and get some. Uh, it's some more eggplant growing right now. I love so eggplant. Um, That's what I need anything. to get from you. So yeah, it's it's it, it's. <laughs> You'll you'll learn, and I think depending upon, I mean, it's natural. So you got sunlight, water, and good, you know, and good dirt. Like I mean, if you get the combination of those three, then you kind of win it. You get so, and then from there, you you learn your way through. I mean, you can you can over Google it yourself, but you really (laughs) kind of just got to get out there and do it. The Dark Crystal. That's the Jim Henson movie. Did y'all see that? No. Strange movie. As it is it eighties? It was like it was like too adult to be a child movie, <laughs> and like too goofy to be an adult movie. It was like really for like weird. I mean, no offense, but I would say like it's for people who like to like really geek out on puppets. So it's like like Ren and Stimpy ish type stuff. A bit more dark. Because I always thought Ren and Stimpy was real weird and dark. Yeah, like an but it, Adult Swim kind of. But but, but even I like darker. Swim. It's funny. Yeah. But it's it's even darker though. It has more like a um Lord of the Rings kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But with Muppets. But with Mupp that's interesting. Yeah, with Muppets. Yeah. It and was, so they, it's it's okay. just interesting. It's like <laughs> I'm sure everyone was doing mushrooms, <laughs> hey, making these. It was like the type of thing that you could imagine them on the set doing mushrooms. I I, I bought this like coontastic DVD, <laughs> like along the lines. I mean, y'all laughing. I mean, I never. I've really. Uh, that's another thing, which I guess we can get into like other stuff. But I mean, y'all had like a a, a a topic, but I'm just free flowing right here. But I'm I really have been focusing on like okay, let let me think about some of the the visual imagery over time of black people. So I've been leaning into some of the, uh, some of these narratives over time through cinema and everything. So like Mm -hmm. the original birth of a nation, I finally watched, you know, Uncle Ben's Cabin, Mandingo, a lot of these mm. enslaved movies. Oh my God. And I was so shocked. And I was so shocked to find that like, 
the whole plot of Django is so taken from mm. these movies. Yeah. Like almost like it 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 was like, damn, uh whoever wrote these movies needs to sue the hell out of Quentin Tarantino. Like Well, it that's was what Quentin Tarantino that, does. That's right. his style. He makes that, he's a ripoff artist. Yeah, it was that much of a replica, like watching these slave movies. Well, he did that. Remember he did that with all the like the Kung Fu films? Kill Bill. But he mm. did it with like white people. Mm-hmm. I didn't because I never watched a lot of the Kung Fu films like mm. uh to like really get all of Oh, because you're like a decade younger than me, right? Mm-hmm. So in the seventies, that aware. was the thing. That was everyone was watching Kung Fu films mm-hmm. and everyone was taking karate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So everybody knew, everybody thought they spoke Chinese <laughs> because they were taking karate classes. And like on the street, you know how like y'all do like, you know, like when you count on your, you know, you remember those counting games on your feet, like for tag and who's going to be it and stuff like that. And oh, people yeah. be like, it's me, so sheep. And we, we would do that type of stuff. So not and any, then people any, mo. Nah, we we everything we did was like in Chinese, like back in the seventies. Cause like oh, okay. we loved Bruce Lee you know, and we we would try to eat every we would try to eat fried chicken with chopsticks. Like everything we did, we were like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna be like Chinese." We thought we were being Chinese. That seems very difficult. <laughs> fried chicken with chopsticks—that seems extremely difficult. <laughs> <laughs> and then you would meet people that had like five karate lessons, and they walk up on you like, "Try to take a knife from me." <laughs> now, like, nah, I mean, <laughs> now nah, this this, this kind of goes into like. The 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 fascination of the Wu Tang Clan and, uh, and yeah. the Wu Tang Clan yeah. embracing all of it the Wu Tang exactly movies that. It was and, exactly and that. what that was and the science and all that stuff. Did you ever you know? watch though? Do y'all ever watch those Wu Tang movies that were overdubbed? I've never watched that. Oh man! Anybody that's listening, look up the Wu Tang films. They would take uh, the Kung Fu films and then they would overdub them. So, so, like, it would be, like, the Jizza talking instead of, yeah. like, Bolo. Yep. Okay. And it would be, like, you know, you'd see, like, the people that were in the original film, but mm-hmm. then they would be talking, quote, unquote, like, jive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, imagine if it, it was, a, it was like, the type of stuff, I'm sure they were, like, smoking weed and then, like, doing the overdubs. And then they would, they, these were, like, um, you know how you know, I know have, you like, mean. the mixtapes? Yeah. They, they would pass these films <laughs> out, like, the mixtapes. And this is how Wu-Tang really got popular. Mm-hmm was the music but i think before the music was like these overdubs that's mm. hilarious and they'll be like yo nigga what you doing nigga? what, what you going what you want it you want it nigga all right here we go all right bad what my money yeah nigga <laughs> but but it would be like the original like kung fu film that's that is I, I think hilarious <laughs> in that same in that same <laughs> essence though the wu-tang clan also were created a uh created an experiential uh, vibe with what was going on with the yeah. music because it did connect mm. to the culture of those movies, yeah, which yeah. expanded beyond... Like the sound effects. Yeah and, yeah, and and what became, like, what they hinted upon. Like, it mm-hmm. it blossomed beyond just rapping itself, you know, yeah. uh, where, you know, you could go into deeper realms of fandom, Mm-hmm. And following what the Wu Tang Clan was and what they represented, and, and even member, to this day, like yeah. a comic, they were like a, they're like a live comic. Yeah, I, I think uh, the documentary mm-hmm. that Showtime did, um, the 
the documentary Showtime did, I think, did a great overview of their story, um, especially like the parts one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's it was a, a great telling of of what was happening, and then also the 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 layers of like black people in Staten Island and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they put Staten Island you know, on the map. Well, definitely, yeah, because yeah. Yeah. So, um, tell us about Detroit is different. Like any, what, what any new developments or um, any ideas about like moving forward of the future? <clears throat> well, you have the Detroit Podcast Festival coming up, and one of the things that I was talking to with the team there was helping with a, a podcast quiz, mm-hmm. things to think about, like you know, in creating podcast material. I was looking to do like an outdoor event possibly with between the, you know, the active podcast of you all and Josh, who's coming up later tonight mm-hmm. and Detroit is different, but I think it may just be too cold outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still thinking it through. That's okay. coming up in the middle of October. Uh, you know, you so remember everybody the knows. Uh, I want to say the 14th through the 17th. Okay. So, you know, you can get passes, make sure you go to the Detroit podcast festival um you know and connect uh let's see what weekends what weekend is that so okay i was wrong 16th through so really like the 15th through the 18th so that is thursday the 15th through the 18th that's coming up you know uh, in october uh and and i'm i'm Gonna get more creative. We got to transition. What's happening with the studio? It's good to see people back in here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I bought a lot of sanitizer stuff, uh, as people have seen. It's clean in here, y'all. And, uh, you know, a couple new chairs, but I do want to. Oh, the chairs. Our booties are feeling good. We got hilarious. these ergonomic chairs. And they match the mics. Deja pointed it out. Yes. That yeah, was the goal. they're color coded. That was the goal. New mics? Or is it mics or mic same, covers? Same mic. Same mic covers, but we wanted to color coordinate when you do come in here. Mic covers max the chair, so yeah, it even helps sense. with the engineers to know like yeah. where the person is. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could just tell a person, hey, get on the red yeah. chair. Yeah. You know? I um, love it. And mm-hmm. and I, I'm thinking about, you know, some different layout design things. Maybe in November, December, it's a couple um, carpenters I've been working with mm-hmm. and maybe designing some things to to look at some video options here. Uh, All you really need is some plants. Josh has been doing Mevo recording. And M-E-V-O. M-E-V-O uh, is something that I introduced Jaira to. Mm-hmm. But as Josh is getting more into it, maybe we look at, you know, some other podcasts being more open to some video recording as well. Yeah, we're well, going uh, to move into that. Well, we, we, we have a hundredth episode coming up and we were talking in about. In November. So we're going to, we definitely high. want to uh, make it, I guess it won't be champagne and caviar. It'll we be, will. Um, nah, because they, you guys don't do either. So it will be. Uh, <laughs> I'll take a while. It will be um, alkaline water and um, couscous. <laughs> <laughs> alkaline and couscous. Real funny. <laughs> I mean, I think I was, you know, we were talking about it and we're like, yeah, it's going to be a hundredth episode. So we need to think about what our topics are going to be. We need to like do it up real big. We need to get like some press on it. 
you know, and then we're talking about we're going to move into the video format. We're thinking about doing live possibly I, I like with it. like a chat and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I think I think it would fit well because Josh also records on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. So like that kind of fits into the system well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Josh is still going. Uh, Cats Meow is looking to pick back up. Uh, She's a Genius is a podcast. Um uh, through Candace uh, Wimberly. Mm-hmm. So that is something that's new to the mix that's been going, uh, you know, and then it, it's still like uh, some other new podcasts that I expect to like be coming sort of like getting some ground yeah. in, in the end of this year, but really kicking into gear next year yeah. with what things look like. Yeah. Um, but COVID cleaning as much as we possibly can mm-hmm. more of this space. So maybe adding another podcast studio inside the mm-hmm. Detroit is different house is something that I've been considering mm-hmm. um, and keeping the things going, you yeah. know, staying creative and mm-hmm. video. That's, that's kind of the next, yeah. that's the next thought process. I really want to yeah. get, uh, I got a gyro question. I want to get my unicorns going again. And what's happening with my unicorns are real folks and, Mm-hmm. Some of the other people that have been a little bit out the loop. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I've been getting some good feedback from people looking to uh, get things going. And that goes back to Detroit is different itself. Uh, mm-hmm. The anchor of it all. I, have, I haven't really been posting anything. I'm sitting on some different ideas about uh, some written editorials and some music. Mm-hmm. Like it's the whole creative the whole creative mind is coming out. So I, I, I have some it. music that I plan on um, releasing soon. I've mm-hmm. partnered with Nick Speed again. Shout okay. out to Speed. Shout out to Speed. Uh, I know Speed's like, wait, what you doing? Because I mm-hmm. thought we'd get something done way earlier, but it's taking forever. I love you, Speed. Love you, Speed. Uh, but it will be it's not speedy. sometime soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, and I'm working with GMAC on some of that as well. Shout out to GMAC. Uh, and... Along with the music, my first documentary project I did, uh, I finished that. This is the first full documentary. I've done, like, some longer length things. Like, I did, like, a feature about All Eyes on Me before. I did, you know, some of my longer Detroit is Different interviews. Mm. Uh, But this is, like, my first full documentary. It is with Sterling Toes and Bodie James. It's about their project, Major nice. McNichols. That's so mm-hmm. dope. Uh, so that should be released on YouTube and Facebook. And I'm even going to look to release it through Amazon Prime. I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and just see where things go uh, to connect. And I have some other projects, too. Like, mm-hmm. I have the uh, Professor Griff uh, event that I shot last was that last year or two years ago that I've, I've cut and I've edited. So uh, some, some filming projects um, transitioning into that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I'm looking definitely at in 2021 mm-hmm. to expand more into as I'm really liking where I'm going with, uh, with my premiere and my after effects now. So, okay. That's dope to hear. You know, uh, how do you feel about, the recent conversation between Joe Budden and Nick Cannon and Charlemagne talking about blacks having their own network and having their own voice. How does it make you feel to hear that? Whether what what's your critical critique of it in a positive, good, whatever? I haven't heard all all three of them sit down. Yeah, all, no, separately. Okay. The okay. narrative is 
So I've heard different perspectives. I've heard different perspectives from all three, mm-hmm. and all three have been kind of buzzing around in it. Um, I do listen to the Joe Button podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not the biggest. Uh, I'm not the biggest Breakfast Club listener um, or Brilliant Idiots listener, but from time to time I listen to some of the things Charlemagne presents. Definitely listen to that Charlemagne Joe Biden interview. Uh, yeah, that one did really well. Which was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, um, I don't know if it did well for the good brother Joe Biden. No, <laughs> so, not at all. So, Listen here, man. <laughs> exactly. Listen here, man. So uh, I uh, and then Nick Cannon. I was, I was always, um, I, I was always indifferent towards Nick Cannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a long time and then it was clever uh connected to josh that was telling me how much he admired nick cannon and told me more of his nick cannon story and that's when i became more open to following what nick cannon was doing mm-hmm. and some of his creativity uh because i never really got into like wilding out i just yeah, always no. thought it was like eh. you know i just felt wilding out was like the yo mama show with yeah. uh the dude from that 70s show, but just yeah. in a different format. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so the Canon's class, yeah. I was following. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, these are some interesting interviews. Mm-hmm. Especially when I saw that it which interview was it that really stood out? Like, okay, the KRS one one I liked. Um, when he interviewed uh Joy DeGruy, mm-hmm. and when he interviewed Professor Griff. Mm-hmm. Um hmm. It was a couple where I was like, damn, he interviewed him? Like, mm-hmm. this is interesting. And some of the things he was saying. So I was paying attention uh, to their different perspectives. So in my interpretation, this is what I pulled from all of them. Charlemagne's perspective is um, in reference to the, 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 the fight for media, we as black people can't need to pull resources from these white folks, mm-hmm. quote unquote, or corporations. Let's not say white folks, but I mean, it's kind of the same thing. <laughs> right? So we need to pull, pull resources from these corporations and, and then get our own. Yeah. He's a very, like, that's, that's get kind in the of system, like, use the system yes. to, pull, to pull get our liberation. Yeah. Joe Button's fight seems to be, let's do our own and create our own ship, or at least this is what I'm hearing. Yeah, let's be independent and, exactly. and forget about the corporation. Within, within, our, within this nation, and from what I was getting from some of what seemed to be some Moorish-like teachings and also some Israel-like teachings from what Nick Cannon seemed to be saying mm-hmm. was his perspective was not only do we need our own, we need our own infrastructures to even execute it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, Which is true. So <clears throat> now, now when we unpack a lot of what's happened to all three men mm-hmm. since uh, a lot of these, uh, I guess, stances on uh, black individualism and liberation, 
through our own forms. And I'm saying liberation because this is our own voices and mm. platforms. Mm-hmm. And all of them, I think, they're, all, all three of their characters have been assassinated in different ways. So Joe Button, definitely, when it comes to uh, what he's been, uh, his, his ties to... Uh, what he's done with women Cocaine and, and uh, drugs, yeah. women, uh, like his character, like of of how he engages on a personal. His personal mm-hmm. character was assassinated. Uh, for Nick Cannon, it was his professional uh, stance in 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 mm. in mind that was assassinated and attacked. When it came to his stances of being anti-Semitic. Against Zionism. Yes, in Zionism. Mm -hmm. And with Charlemagne, the strange thing is he's been more so challenged by other uh, black creatives saying that Hmm. you can't you can't work within the system to change the system. So um, so when you say, what do I think of all three? I on a lot of levels, I think it's a merit in in all three perspectives. And this is where people say sometimes I may be flip floppy sounding. But, but it's not. But you have to pick where you have your strength. Me personally, with what I do with Detroit is different. This is all independent. And I mean, even on a smaller level in Detroit, it's a lot of other uh, I guess competitors or other people doing some of this stuff that, you know, it's not it's not as I guess the term people may say is grassroots, but like this is independently funded. You know, I've gotten some, some people that just support the mission of what creative differences is and what Detroit is difference it is, but this is real. You know, I, I, all my podcasters, I give the opportunity. You guys have keys to this, to this, you know, to this venue. You know Mm -hmm, what I mean? You mm -hmm. all have access to use this space and I'm giving you all a platform to touch the world because that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. And, and sometimes you can use this platform to beget resources that I can't even get to. And I, I'm all for that, Mm. you know, and I support that. Um, you know, I, I applaud what, uh, you know, Titties and Tacos just finished their third season and some mm. of the fan base that they've gathered, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what Tina D and Sparkle have done is great, you know, and I applaud their efforts the same way that I applaud, you know, um, what, you know, what's happening with Community, you mm-hmm. know, and Audra, you know, yeah, so yeah. like. Shouts out to Audra. Yes. So, you know, if you can create the the platform I, I want to give you that because I feel like it's not enough platforms for us. And this is really uh un like my vision for Detroit is different never was to like I like I think it's two ways that people cut the fat in this, in these types of industries. <laughs> and it's like people look to profit from artists themselves and creators and creatives. Mm-hmm. And then it's also people that want to partner with creative so we can do business together and that's how i want to do it and people like you said they have different you know uh intentions visions Mm -hmm. like you know i mean and that's just within even if you talk about like the black liberation space or the black power space or the black economic space or the you know Mm -hmm. uh black political space you know uh that that's that's a time you know honored yeah, uh, it's uh, argument. Yes. You know, W. B. Du Bois versus yes. Booker, T. Booker T. Washington, Washington versus Marcus Garvey. Yep. Inside versus Marcus Garvey. Is it inside? Is it outside? Is it neither? <laughs> and and, and then, or is it inside needed. in a certain way? Because in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, you could liken 
Charlemagne to a Booker T. Washington. Yeah. And you could liken Nick Cannon's argument mm -hmm. to a Marcus Garvey. Right. And Joe Button to a W.E.B. Dubois. Exactly. Now, I, I think that... I think that when we see the execution and this is where, like I always tell people, it's a lot of smoke and mirrors in this entertainment industry. Like me and most people, we thought that Nick Cannon owned Wild and Out, but yeah. he didn't even own that shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. and this isn't to, to, to besmirch yeah. his character or anything because like, that's a brand that like Wild and Out is a Nick Cannon brand, but yes. they were willing and ready to basically say, we will give this to the 85 South boys, which to me, that's a whole nother realm of what's happening in mm -hmm. content and creation. Mm -hmm. And shout yeah. out to DC Different. Young Fly and yeah, everything they doing sure. too. But, but like, I mean, we get into what's happening with content. I, I had a talk with LaDonna, one of our most listened to podcasts is My Natural Hair. They haven't done anything in a while. And she we was talking, talking about, about like, I was just them. listening to uh, Horrible Decisions and seeing what they're doing and the opportunities they've got, as that is a podcast that was picked up by this label that Charlemagne has partnered with iHeartRadio. Yeah. So a partnership with iHeartRadio, which is, I believe, still a conglomerate of CBS Radio, mm -hmm. which is... A corporation and this is like even what joe button said it's like charlamagne's not putting up any money his argument is i'm bringing talent to the table yeah but without putting up any money you don't really what's have the ownership. argument in the quantifying yeah, so it's really almost like ownership. we say like we're we're the same you didn't put up nothing but i put up something yeah and so what we're gonna say is we'll be 50 50 after i recoup x and but it's no telling too, when X will be recouped. But also, too, hmm. I mean, if you're not an owner, then you don't really you're not really in control. So at, so at any moment, you could just be deplatformed. And that is where we get into like if without putting up the money mm -hmm. and then you can't even quantify uh, as I, I don't know how many people have seen. You know, you, you hear this story all the time, but like uh especially in music, but I mean, even in sports, like Mike Tyson would say, I mean, I was paying $12,000 for towels, you know? Right. So like, I mean, are, are, does Mike Tyson need $12,000 for towels before <laughs> a fight? Because like, are they filled with some type of therapeutic? I don't know. Who knows? But you know, uh, the, 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 the companies that are putting the fight together, no Caesar's palace knows. I, I don't know. But it's different if you're handling the business one on one like Al Heyman and Floyd Mayweather are, where it's like, nah, we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna buy this item for item. The same way, like, you know, as people say, and this is where, like you say, I, I don't you know, you don't know until shit hits the fan who really owns what is what. Even true. with Dr. Dre and his money. And and you think these people are doing business, like Nick Cannon and all that stuff. But in my mind, they say Oprah still signs checks. So we don't know how much control is branding, and, wouldn't you say? A lot of it is branding when you pull back the layers. Yeah, and we don't know. That's true. We don't know. Uh I, and and I, I I think it's a lot moving around when it comes to attention. And that's even the value of what Piper mm -hmm. does uh, with this podcast, all three of you all. When people talk about, uh, I think Joe Button had like some of the most, like it was a span of maybe like two or three podcasts where he was breaking down this whole game. Mm -hmm. And right after that, his, his personal character was so assassinated. Like it almost was like, 
it was almost like line step, like, oh, hell yeah, we're going to make him seem like he's having sex with dogs, he's beating women, he's on drugs. It's like, what the hell is going on? Oh, he really was- did beat those women, though, and he really did do those drugs. Did he have sex with a dog? I'm unsure, but he did say or allude to the fact that he was interested in Let, it. <laughs> let's be clear. I don't know. But I just know this much. I feel I as, know as, I don't that, know. I feel I, as if I Joe Budden is de- Joe Budden, when we talk, we're talking about, you know, these things. He was definitely low-hanging fruit, but it's not a coincidence that after all of these things, that stuff came out. But at the same time, he he his past, his history, his repetitive na- repetitive nature and his patterns low-hanging fruit yeah now and see this is where we have to get into like you know um you know if if it's like the black panthers like i mean it's like any of it's like any like did people really like people really did that stuff and then it's like but then it's like yeah like like you know people he they, they really did that stuff well let's let's it's, it's, unpack, it's complex right i i, I people think one dimensional. the information that he gave because i'm not that's, sure and about that's the strategy the, too so like the information he gave about the value of what the value of a stream is but furthermore than just the value of a stream but also the way that a person can pay attention to a podcast with the statistics of like, can a person listen to one show for two, three hours? Right. How much is your attention worth? Because right. basically his argument was, if you're saying that Taylor Swift gets X per stream for a song, but yeah. they're listening to my podcast for two hours, yeah, then the value should be exponentially more. Furthermore, you've kind of yep. set the table at the value because you've given this deal to Joe Rogan. Yeah on licensing for his podcast yeah so basically but before this you weren't even in the podcasting business right but this is the as they say keep moving the goalpost of this game of course now that's capitalism he was giving like some Industry insights secrets. into what we need to pay attention to of yeah. what's happening of it's more than just ad dollars because it's attention yeah. because like when people say it's just ads, it's more than just ads. Yeah. It's that you're right. keeping this person present mm-hmm. on a platform, yeah. whether it be Apple Music or Spotify or Stitcher or yeah. wherever this person is listening. Mm-hmm. They use that information to then further um, to further quantify like the makeup of this person. Yeah. Uh, you know, because now you're yep. not just selling ads, you're also selling data. Yeah. You know what I'm yep. saying? These platforms are selling data and ads. Yep. Because when you log on to Spotify and then they're tracking, like damn near, you know, I just got a new phone today and every app I have is asking for it's like, why the hell did the Detroit News need to know have access to my photos, my location, right. my my video? Like they I only want to know. You know, uh, if, you know, when a a black person will be mayor of Detroit again. You know what I'm saying? So I don't necessarily, you don't need access to my location and my photos and my contacts and and my email. And, you know, but this is what is happening. Because it can be, but not just the police, it can be sold to potential, like whatever else is going on. Social dilemma on Netflix. This is. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It it gets into that. So like keeping you on a so it's value in the ad it's value in the in in keeping you galvanized and and there on one platform for X amount of time. Mm -hmm. Hence the value of TikTok, you know, so like TikTok is the worst. So like 
the so you're saying like I'm not looking at an ad, so I don't think I'm selling anything. But it's like, but you're the commodity itself. Right. Yeah, you are what is being sold. They looking at so you. So if I bring this many people there, if people are listening to podcast X, mm-hmm. then that is the value of what's being given in the first place. Yep. So now we have to really requantify what this is, especially if I'm keeping a person there for two, three hours. Yep. You know, so these discussion points, which to me are a separate discussion yeah. than his personal indiscretions and the, the lack of character he has when Excuse it comes me. to women. That is like a, 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 a whole nother point because yeah. some of the topics he made in reference to business, he laid down some like what's happening with these platforms and these ISPs and, the, and you know, and these digital service providers. It's just unfortunate that he was Crazy. a womanizer and a woman beater. And I mean, and it, they were able to use that to, you know, as, as his thing. I mean, and uh, unfortunately, I mean, it's very unfortunate that people have these character flaws, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But like you said, they are separate things, but also too, you know, I mean, if he wasn't beating women, they can't use that against them. Okay. You know now, what I'm saying? Now, in reference to, I'm unsure about any of the charges with Joe Button, but this is where we also get into the layers of I do know that Charlemagne, oh yeah, the one that's being exalted, was actually charged and accepted the charge, yeah, of, of a rape, conviction which of is rape ironic. for a child. Whereas, uh, whereas Joe Button, I don't believe ever accepted any charges, which I'm not saying he no, didn't. No, the girls outed him though. But I'm not saying he didn't or he did, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, in reference to the way the stories are moving yeah. and under the same guise of the same media platforms They're doing literally that the same are thing assassinating same his character yeah. are not even mentioning the fact that this man accepted the rape charge. Well, Charlemagne, remember, he's insulated. That's, That's why he loved the system. That, he's insulated yep. by the system. Yep. They're but protecting that their That is where investment. we yep. get into, but that's where we get into the whole... Is he even selected because he has that flaw against his character in the first place? Probably. Well, yeah. They the 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 isn't the entertainment business just blackball? Isn't it? You it's it's all blackball. It's as simple as when mm-hmm. someone puts on Twitter. You ever see it? You guys know more than me, but like when someone will do something and then they'll find somebody's tweet from like ten years ago and it just pops up. That is a but that remember, is a strategy. Remember Charlemagne's whole. I'm gonna say the word gimmick was shitting on women. Like, his whole gimmick until he decided to be woke about, I don't know, two or three years ago, was completely harming and shitting on women. Like, look up to his interview with Lil Mama. That's the worst. Look up his uh, interview with K. Michelle. Like, look up his interviews with any woman pre, what is it, like, 2019 when he decided to be woke. It's like, all he was known for, like, like women didn't like, like, look at what he did to Monique. Like, like every woman that went on his podcast, I mean, on on their radio show, was shit on, you know. And it's like women didn't even want to go on there. And Angela Yee, you know, was there trying to like, you know, defend them half, you know, half the time. Less than that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, yeah, you know, just there like drowning out. I like, hey, he, hey, hey, and I, th- I think he was, he was just a woman. He's just a woman hater. Nah, nah. And now he's like a he's like a re, he's like a fake reform woman hater it's well, like he, now it's he popular was, to be woke so he's like oh yeah i'm woke now i, you know? I think he I, I can't speak to i definitely know a lot of women that do do not like Charlemagne, but 
I do know over time it seems to be with interviews that he was always warm and welcoming were Amanda Seals, Angela Rye. Um, Those are more recent than what she No, I'm talking about, but like even back in the day, he seemed to be real, you know, affable. Because Angela Rye and uh, Amanda Seals, let's just keep it a buck, put out sexual energy on, you know, put out a certain sexual energy. Not only that, and I don't mean that in a negative way. What I mean is put out like an energy that's like, you know, this kind of like, uh, I'm in a, like, you know, I'm a strong woman and I'm going to do my thing, but there's a, a certain, I'm trying to put my words to it, but there's like a certain energy Right. Where it's kind of like this uh, internal misogyny is what I'm trying to say. It's like an internalized misogyny that makes men, misogynistic men feel comfortable around this type of behavior. So it's like it's like they play they know how to play the role that, quote unquote, like women should play like in public if you're going to be a strong woman. Like you have to exude your softness like you have to show that you're a strong woman, but you have to exude like this sort of like gender role of like softness of a woman or like what a woman's role should be. And I think that they know how to play that like super well. And not only that, they're also light skinned women with, you know, like straight hair, curly hair that fit the whole sort of phenotype of like what is considered like, you know, the pretty woman or the video hole back in the day. Whereas like that type of appearance is less offensive than let's say like a more traditionally black woman phenotype, like a little mama, right? Mm -hmm. That's like more brown skin, you know, uh, browner nose, like kinkier hair to where, you know, I mean, just keeping it a buck, you know, many of the women that went on there that didn't fit this sort of like, I mean, even, um, um, oh my God, what's her name? Jamila Lemieux. That when like all these women that that Charlemagne ever respects are like the light skin, curly hair, sort of like, you know, stereotypical phenotype of what is a pretty black woman. Right. Whereas like all these other women that don't fit that phenotype is like he immediately gave them like a hard time. And it's like, you know, I, I just can't like ignore that either. You and know what, and what, I, what I mean, as a man, I, it's like. <clears throat> Some of that I may completely miss, you know? No, so, I understand what you're saying. So, like, I may completely miss that mm-hmm. because I always thought that the character that he presents himself as is is adversarial in many ways because, really, when I think of most interviews, I think of some of the women that he's interviewed over time. Um, like, I remember when he interviewed Michelle from Destiny Child, um, Kelly from Destiny Child, uh, you know what I'm saying? But I really the ones that stand out are when he interviews men and he gets into like back and forth. He's a bully. I mean, he uses he uses his stereotype to sell to sell more. And, and, but yeah. that's the caricature that I believe in some ways from the 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 archetype that he learned from like turned, his mentor of, yeah. of Wendy Williams. Yeah. 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 Like of like, let me let me take Find some, some of yes. let me take a combination of what wendy williams was and star mm-hmm. and let me like combine this and kind and of more give star this to way. let yeah. me give this back to new york radio yeah to yeah. be to add sensationalism yeah. Yeah. to this and, and usually, when he tried that on baby baby was 
But I mean, even that, but that's one of their most, I mean, that in the Takashi 6, not like his most, the most, the sensationalism is, I mean, it's still a part of a gimmick that's selling. He plays the system. I I, maybe had to remind him, like, don't, like, you're you're acting right now and I'm real. (laughs) Yeah, put some respect on my name. And he backed down, too. He was like, well, I, 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 I. (laughs) I mean, but, I mean, Beanie Siegel, um, you know. What is the guy, uh, Fredro Starr? Yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, that's what I'm saying. He's not really biased. He tries it with everybody. It's just how the people react to it. You know, he tries it with women. He he knows who he can get to, the type of woman. Like, he he tried it with Jill. With who? Just, oh, he did? Mm -hmm. I can believe that. I mean, did she, how does she respond to him? Real smooth, you know. Okay. <laughs> Real player. Yeah, he, he uh Joe Scott is a dog. Yeah. Yeah, he he tries Erica too. She he tried to come for her about not wearing deodorant. And she was like, No, I use a crystal. I'm mm-hmm. not musty. I bathe. Like Yeah, yeah he's this the stuff he says. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so um now, now with that, I, I think where it it's more the personal, but like back to the business, yeah. I do think he's a part of the machine. He yeah. is. You know, so like he's a That's representation mm-hmm. of what, you know, iHeartRadio, which is is the playlist, the yeah. the that is the machine. You know, yeah. iHeartRadio is you you get any smart device, you know, especially smart TV, they're looking for you to download the iHeartRadio app, you right. know. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get your commercials and 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 be on their platform instead yeah. of Spotify. You know, yeah. what people have been disconnecting from now for for i would say years like the the way that uh maybe even 20 Mm -hmm. maybe 20 years because i mean more and more but definitely a decade i mean the whole concept of what uh morning radio is like to the point where i i do not i keep certain interviews uh in, in watching black culture um you know i watch you know some of my shows and everything but Breakfast Club seems to always end up in my YouTube feed, and I never watch the Breakfast Club, even though it'll <laughs> they'll hit me with like the the Claude and the the Claude Anderson interview yeah. and stuff that I probably would watch, mm-hmm. but it's, it's like I algorithm. never watch. Mm-hmm. I never watch the Breakfast Club. I've unsubscribed from it well, three times. Because, but you watch hip hop uh, podcasts, and it's it in the algorithm. It's like, I oh, know. you like Joe Budden? That what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. I know you're going like uh, and Breakfast Club. But this is what we get into. But <laughs> yeah. that's a classic example where YouTube, mm-hmm. Google, because yeah. that's the entity connected Google. to YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Google is a mm. part of it. Yeah. It is, is subscribing me to this, which is subscribing me back to the Breakfast Club, yeah. which is connecting me back to iHeartRadio, where it's like I'm not watching any of this. Like, I could care less. I've disconnected, like, in the same vein right now. Just the stance that they're making, I've disconnected from Vlad TV interviews. Oh yeah, Fuck Vlad. Yeah. I'm so glad. Everyone has to boycott Say it again. Vlad. It's for so, yes. so so but it's the same way. Especially this week with Sada Baby being all over Vlad. I've Vlad keeps coming up where it's like I've unsubscribed from Vlad. I'm not subscribed to Vlad, but it keeps coming. Well, because he's also looking. Yeah, it's Vlad and too. Breakfast Club are gonna come up if you watch. Um, it's in your algorithm if you're yeah. if you're on Joe Budden or you know it, it, definitely if you're on Joe Budden they're like if you you like Joe Budden here boom 
They're going to just do that. But that's uh, uh, also where what I appreciate with what Joe Button said, because that's the commodity that it is. Yeah. Whatever so, happened like, to this is 50. Oh, yeah. This is 50. Are they still but this here? is 50 oh, yeah. is That's funny. it still this exists. Is 50. I forgot all about but that. But this is 50 obviously is what 50 cent was looking to and to me he's another He's a pioneer. He's another of it brand though. Mm-hmm. But he's yeah, another he's one brand. Of the first people I know that that did it. It's true. I would think that 50 Him and cent World Star for sure. is yeah, they, a brand. 50 cent is a brand meaning like he's like a Donald Trump meaning I don't think he actually does any of his businesses. He has a name that is using his name to brand different things, whether it be a TV show or this is 50 or okay. Waters. Or I believe that. I think whatever. I believe mm-hmm. that. But it's a, there's a there's a science to doing that too. decision making. Yes. Where. Mm-hmm. But but then we get into if you are caught in the concept of licensing your name what is the standard of the quality and practice of what you're licensing your name for? And I think that's the problem he's running into. And almost everything he brands, it's almost like watered-down versions of everything like the headphones well, it's just capitalism the headphones the he yeah. he's always like the a half step but he gets it he may he gets in in just enough time to make a certain amount of money to but sell the next he, brand but is he doing that or is he just prostituting himself to the best he could be like better of be. of like you know he could be that's a good point of like showing up at like you know whatever saying like hey you got like the, you know what like I'm saying? the cognac like, brand, like what I think what whatever. you're saying is, is that cognac it, it, brand? It I've never heard of that damn cognac brand. Did they say, you know, what what was that about? Did they need his name? I mean, what Donald sell? Trump has, yeah. I mean, if people read the New York Times article, what Donald Trump has basically done for the past 25 years. Like, it's like the he's not in business as much as he's in business of licensing his name to a university. Right. A, a pyramid scheme. Uh, a series of books, a series of town shares, a series of timeshares, a series of, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it don't make a difference. Like, 50 cents is like, hey, whatever, you know, a 50 cents based product. I'm doing children's books, anti-bullying, and and I'm the biggest bully on earth. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing, right. uh, you know, uh, I can get on USA Today and, and we're doing, you know, um, we're doing uh five hour energy drinks. Like I mean, like so we you get into like it, I think if if it's I, and I mean shout out to him, but even when we get into like the world of licensing, but like Big Sean right now in Budweiser, it was Jay Z and Budweiser. I don't think Budweiser identify like Budweiser does not interface with the hip hop community. They were like, and you're even Sean the white, and you're Sean. Whatever. Even the even the even the white folks that connect with even the white folks, which we know it's obviously a lot of white folks that connect with hip hop, because you know, the hip hop buyer. But in reference to Budweiser, there the white folk that's connecting to hip hop is not connecting through the concept of Budweiser. Budweiser is some kid rock shit. Yeah. Flat out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like it's definitely some monster truck. Yes. Type. So, I'm an American. My so family when, drinks Miller's. 
High Life. I used to drink High Life a little bit. But High Life is some more ghetto shit. But it's some black people that drink High Life. I love High Life. You know what I'm saying? So like if, but even with it, but even with it, Miller, yeah, it's Miller High Life. But even with it, we still get into gold, white, and red. It's the champagne beer. It's the champagne beer. The champagne of beers. I mean, we get into, like, I mean, do the right thing with Ozzy Davis. I need some High Life in this joint. Now, but we still got to get into the layers of who is the representation. Like, Big Sean's music does not intertwine with the branding of drinking beer to me. At least, that is so they're, they're so no. They want to make Deja's generation. Jesus' generation is different. Like I have a coworker who, he's an Oreo. I love him. Um, Oreo, but you know, but you know he uh, he goes on the anti-black. It's so anti-black. How is that anti-black? Oreo. White so she's gonna inside. call him a Carlton. We joke about that. Like this is an open no, thing. So I don't mean to. Those alarm are inside anyone. jokes. You don't share. He's a, he's a Carlton. <laughs> he's a Carlton. God, I, I mean, we were just okay. He's All a right. Carlton. I didn't know my Oreo comment would offend you guys after just no, talking about Joe Budden. Anyway, and, anyway, <laughs> the point I'm making is this: he goes out on, to Fenton on the boat with his friends, and you know that generation of white kids they love to not listen or appear to not to listen. They want to. Some of them want a break from their generational curses, let's say that. So they think by embracing everything black culture has to offer is the first step in breaking that generational curse. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you talk about being on the boat with the Budweiser, listening to Big Sean. That's happening right now. You should not drink and be on the boat. (laughs) I think so. But then you have certain brands that hit a fucking home run. That's true. Like to me, like the home run would hit was hit by when Rihanna did her makeup. Agreed. Because it's like Rihanna is representing women that want makeup to represent who they are. And Rihanna also looks like a woman that wears makeup. So it's like Rihanna cares about makeup. She wants representation for women of color with makeup. Mm -hmm. So now it's like home run out the park. So it's like when you look at licensing, you want the home run out the park. What do you represent? You know what I'm saying? I mean, this sounds crazy, but like, I mean, 50 Cent was shot nine times. If 50 Cent comes out with a bulletproof vest, people will be like, shit. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably a bulletproof vest worth buying. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Like you. we have to think of to me, like That's when you're thinking thing. in the mind of like this is me going into my marketing mind, but your licensing also deals with who you are. And I think when you start licensing anything, you start getting into a point where it's like prostituting your name. Yeah. Now, this is where I think it's different for like a guy <laughs> like 50 Cent's. Versus a guy like Master P, who I think Master P is still rap having snacks. control and ownership of whether it be rap snacks or whether it be Ramen his noodles, noodles <laughs> yeah. or whether it be uh, shit. No limit. I mean, when he had the no limit soldier toys, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, so, I'm, I didn't remember that. Shut I, up. Okay. Well, he had he had the, so he silk had the, the shaka, GI Joe. I could get a silk the shaka. You could get a GI Joe or silk the shaka, <laughs> and it would say make him say uh. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> exactly. It ain't my fault. Shit. So, but, 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 like the uh, but this is where we get into like, does your licensing connect to what's happening? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I think licensing the Deja, right products. Deja wants to play the rap snacks. <laughs> it's not me. 
that's not you? No. Is that me? Yeah. Oh, man. I did not want to do that. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 like, I was like, can we hear the raps next? Okay, okay. That's not. That was that was KRS-One. Shout out that's to Chris, hilarious. too. Hey. But, but Chris is another person that, to me, I mean, when you get into licensing, you want to license stuff that fits mm-hmm. what your brand is. And if you license stuff outside of what your brand okay, is, I see the point it you're starts making. looking okay. like this is weird. Because yeah. to me, when Jay-Z did the Budweiser thing with, I, I want to say, was that Dale? Or was Okay, it was Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Jay-Z when no, he came out oh, that yeah. one Show Kingdom Come got. album. Show me what yeah. you got. That video was funny. They were racing. They were racing. The and yeah. it was a Budweiser-based thing. And Jay-Z did the thing, same thing with the, uh, with the Sprint Galaxy when he came out with the... Uh, oh, yeah, the Tom Ford. What album was that? Magna Carta. Magna Carta album. Where it's like, okay, but does... That fit the brand of Jay Z, I think. Which I guess Tom Ford fits the brand of Jay Z. He like, went through this phase, that phase, European phase. But either way, but the European phase, like, but does that fit who your audience is? No. Does that fit who your buyer is? When Jay Z was no. doing that, like, I know Piper remembers this. Uh, you know the the cheap vodka they had with the Armandale. Oh yes. What was the name? They of had in all the videos. Armandale, but that mattered because it's like, oh, we Jay Z is a popping <laughs> bottle guy. Yeah. I want to pop bottles like Jay Z, yeah. and I'm in a button up shirt like Rockaway. Yeah. <laughs> let me buy this. Let me buy this fifteen bottle dollar. This fifteen dollar bottle worth of of vodka for forty five dollars because Jay Z says do it. Mm-hmm. And let me buy this uh, button up shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll snatch that down. That just speaks to his influence. So even now, when rappers talk about Audemars and shit like that, right? That's what niggas aspire to. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. That's what they chase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, but yeah and no, it's still like, I think, got to fit into your brand. Like, because Jay-Z was talking about wearing tuxedos, and ain't nobody following him down that road. <laughs> but they didn't get with a tuxedo brand. Tom Tom Ford. Well, well you, maybe, know how, yeah. you know maybe high cologne fashion. cologne and accessories. Jay's thing is, is he always got to be a step ahead of niggas. Do you think that that's Tom his, Ford, that's that, his thing. You, you think that Jay-Z was mentioning that name of that brand without getting a check? Nah. That's what I'm saying. But I think part of it is, what I'm saying is his logic of why he picks certain brands too is because, okay, I don't niggas think is he doing picks Gucci. the brand. No. But this is where me well, and Piper I'm talking about the decision, the decision mm-hmm. making of what, what, what we talking about. I agree. Like, yeah. People aligning or licensing to getting with a brand. Like, I think some of it too is is Jay, like, all right, cool. Ain't nobody else doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't no, everybody else talking about raising Louis rags and I'm gonna do time for it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm get some money off this because ain't nobody really doing time for it. So maybe I can get niggas to do something they ain't really, ain't nobody else doing. That's yeah. his whole thing. He loved it. But I niggas, can see that. You know what I'm saying? That's how he think I, to me. It's a know. combination, though, like you said, of. Because you got to have these relationships. Yeah. So it's a combination of like, it's not just that he can just pull Tom Ford, right? Like you have to be able to have that as a relationship too. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to be taken seriously Mm. by the company for them to even give you a meeting or or return your emails and, (laughs) and, you know, and then sit down and then negotiate. Right. So there's, there's like that level. So yeah, it's a lot more like you know what Kari's saying like strategy intent you know behind all of this as well and we've seen certain people knock it out the park and i think all of this even goes with the dsps you know what i'm saying like 
I really do believe in what Joe Button said. Joe Button opened up Spotify for podcasting where other people looked at it and said, okay, this is a legitimate podcasting platform to the point now where Amazon is opening up a podcasting platform wow. where mm. Amazon has been emailing oh, me. Oh, damn. Amazon, you know, they're like a... Yeah, uh, a conglomerate. Uh, what is it? They're like, you know, like a, a crop, like cotton. Mm. You know what I mean? Like a GMO. <laughs> I mean, as soon yeah. as they sprinkle, it's like they take over everything. Like, gonna, a, that's like a weed. I'm going to get, in the actually, garden. I've gotten, I've gotten since, since July, I've gotten like seven emails about you guys' podcast, Josh's podcast, and my natural hair. Like I've gotten like each, like seven different emails, like, Bring your podcast over here. Bring your podcast over here where they want these podcasts over there. Oh, wow. You know, so it's 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 all in this mix. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think just just being aware of of what you're carrying and making sure that it the brands coincide. You mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. when the brands coincide, I, I think it you're you're now not no longer, and that's the value to me of what I believe the Joe Rogan podcast represents. Yeah. Uh, Do you like Joe Rogan? I've listened to some Joe Rogans. I mean, it's, it's definitely like we got to look at who Joe Rogan is as a comedian and also as a white dude that is into combat sports. So he represents a level of uh, masculinity, mm. uh, whiteness, uh, uh, you know, uh, misogyny. Like it's it's a certain <laughs> lens that you, you got to know what he represents. It's true. Mm-hmm. But with it, he does definitely know it's a certain amount of, to me, respect that he has for his audience Agreed. where he wouldn't push certain bullshit on his audience. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So his audience respects that. That's why the brand and the character coincide. And it, it you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's a top listen to podcast. And, and I was of one of the time. people listening to him when it was like just very few people. Cause I just remember him from, the man show and news radio and just being a comedian and, and damn near fear factor. Good. I never watched it. Most people know fear factor, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just like, okay, this is interesting. And I had a, a, uh, a iPod <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, okay, he's talking to his friends. One of my favorite comedians is one of his friends, the dude that did the man show with him, Doug Stanhope. And they talk about all types of crazy shit. And this was years ago. So early on, like he even talks about it. Yeah, early on, it was maybe only like, you know, 400 listeners, 400 listeners eventually stern stones where it's millions. But it's an audience that he's talking to, connected to that. And I think some of that goes into the brand of UFC expanding with him. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you have uh, that strong populace to me of white males that feel like they're being suppressed and angry about whatever, like that proud boy group. They're definitely Joe Rogan fans. You know what I'm saying? He hits them sometimes where he doesn't. Uh, yeah. He, but yeah. I, I'm that's just his, saying that's like his audience. Who, his audience. who his audience is like, that's and, his audience. And, and like, but that's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, like, I can't be a man's man, but yeah. this guy is talking to talking to guys about like bashing people's faces in. Like <laughs> it's a level of, misogyny and masculinity and being suppressed that he's talking to on different layers and levels. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? So you know what that makes me think of? Cause I'm like, we got like maybe like 20 minutes before uh, our next podcast. But I was thinking when you said masculinity and misogyny, 
I was yeah. like, should we talk about like Trump's platinum plan? We can or should we get talk about Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion? <laughs> we can we can do Okay, real quick. Or. Can we get I just get predictions for the series from everybody. Lakers versus Heat, you got seven games. Who wins, Piper? <sighs> Lakers. They just say Lakers. Lakers in what though? How many games? There's seven games. Uh Kari says five. That's a good um, one. The mm. I'll go with that. The thing, I don't know. I guess so, yeah. I'm going to have to say, I mean, the only thing is I want to say heat only because, and this is like a dumb reason, but only because I've been doing a lot of social justice with people in Miami. That's fair. And um, a lot of the, a lot of my feminist brigade people <laughs> down there. And, I, you know, I just want to give my Miami people, all my Haitian, mm. massive and... Sac passe. You know, I'm a Puerto Rican fam and... Uh, you know, all my, all my, all my, all my black folks in Miami. You know, people that are holding stuff down. You know, it's a, it's a battleground state for the election. It's a, and I just don't have nothing to do with the NBA. But it just all of that makes me want to just root for the Heat. Heat and seven for Piper. I like seven. that. Yeah, that's a, that's a tall order. I mean, I I just don't see them winning against the Lakers. I, I I'm with you on your vision. Okay, what do you want the Heat to? How many games are they gonna win in? Uh, how about four? <laughs> you think so? So you gonna they're gonna sweep the Lakers? Mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm just Lakers. I'm just I'm just putting energy. Can I okay. just like Heat and four. use some Vodun yeah. and like put energy out there? Can this can this work? Yes. <laughs> Deja's looking at me, laughing at me. <laughs> I got Lakers in five too, but I want to talk about the platinum pan. I just wanted on record. This is when you guys hear this little game one is going on now. When you guys hear this, and mm-hmm. there's a, there'll be a few more games, at least four more games. So it'll be interesting to play this back to see where it lands. So platinum plan. Uh, do y'all know what it is? It's the I saw some of it. I mean, it's Trump's basically him saying this is what I'm giving black people. Yeah. Did that you see what's the on the premise list? of what he's saying? I'll be Did back. I gotta get my magna hat at the car. <laughs> you know, Britney's a mag, mag. What's it called? Magna or MAGA? He said that the KKK would be the KKK and Antifa would be a hate group. Um, yep. Juneteenth would be a national holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, he something about housing for Black people and maybe employment it's be opportunities. Great. Oh yeah, lots well, of it's employment. Not for black people. He used a lot of the. The problems that we have with these politicians in the first place. He uses minority groups and underserved people. Have you guys? But he heard did the- say black. He did say black. And wait a minute. Have and I'm guys- not trying to like. I'm not trying. This is not a Trump promotion, like at all. I'm just saying. Well, uh, I think I just I just noticed the pandering. He has he has incessant pandering, but also too that it would be what is it 500 billion mm-hmm. for black investment in black businesses. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, just all the all the things, right? That nice would like words. go into a bootleg, fake, nice words. You know, under underfunded Have corporations y'all heard the package. Commercials? The commercials, yeah. like on Mix ninety two point. I haven't. No, it's I haven't. It's awful. I haven't heard. What does it say? iHeartRadio <laughs> owns Mix ninety two. That's a that's an iHeartRadio station, and all I ever yep. hear is Trump commercials. I can believe that. Real, well, he because. Let's be honest. These are capitalist companies. I know. These are capitalist companies, and all they care about is capitalism and money. Now, with that being said, as as backwards as it is, 
if he said explicitly black, because what I saw he did. when I he read, did. he said black, but then you looked at the details and it said minority. But oh, he was all over the map with it on the. Uh, he was all now, over the map with it on the. But even like his police brutality plan. Oh, oh, oh! That was the yeah, other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he yeah. said that he that would was have some bullshit. Uh, what, that was, what's, what's the words that wait, he used? Wait, that was wait, some wait. Bullshit. The Van Jones police brutality plan is still better than the. Any other bullet, like it's so. This is what's so shitty about this nation. By him doing anything is more than it's like. Some of his fucked up arguments are the truth. Excuse and my French, because it's like nobody else has done what, anything. What the, but what did the Democrats counter with? That's the part that's pissing that's me off. Right, nothing, nothing, right. Nothing, that nothing. is the problem. Nothing. Girl. They don't have shit. Because you know they've had they their no they shit. Counter, they counter that's with, the problem. With, they, they counter with Joe Budden. They, no, they probably like, with, if you don't, don't you want Kamala Harris to be the first black woman vice president? When she like, was no, going to be the president. It's like, they no, snatched man. her back, right? The Democrats snatched her back. That shit don't count. Get your black ass back here. <laughs> oh, that shit don't you count. Go, they, they pulled her off the team, right? You, She's like, but I want to start. I want to start. And it was like, no. no, sit on the bench. No, no, no <laughs> they brought her ass back in. They brought her back in and to like just at the very last part of the really game. That is what they're just giving to black people. catch the ball. That's what they're giving black back. people. That, that is what they're giving black people. Basically, That's it. Donald Trump released a plan, and it's it's like we don't think it's true, but it's still a plan. <laughs> it's and the Democrats came right. back with this black person gonna get a job, <laughs> and it's like basically, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, yeah. no, they came back with um the Rock. Yes, what the Rock is cooking. I'm a Democrat, nigga. And he, then he <laughs> hey, came wait, back. Hey, wait, wait. I actually fuck with the Rock, but I don't know about That's the they political perspective. No, nah, they came back with, look, The Rock is promoting Biden. That's what they came back with. I'm like, damn. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That, but was, to their, me, that was their retaliation. But the wow. response of... Who loves The Rock? White woman? Right. I oh, fuck man. with The Rock. Wait, 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 Follow him is what I'm saying, you know? Like, who would be really It doesn't matter I'm just messing <laughs> No, yeah. I feel you. Deja. No one's checking for the rock. No, it doesn't white matter woman, what you This is how racist and sexist and dumb the Democrats They're are. They're really dumb. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're going to give <laughs> you rock. Joe Biden because <laughs> he's going to appeal to white racist people. Show. Yeah, And instead of, instead of giving you a time. real candidate, I'll give you this white man who's actually a racist and a sexist. And then he'll be the one to get the Yo, white racist votes that fucking, so we can have the country. But see, this is what's so weird. It's like, that's, and that's what's strategy. so shitty about these goofy Democrats. <laughs> it's like kneeling and shit. The, 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 Kinte the, <laughs> the, the I saw that meme too. That was their but, pandering. But, the, but to me, it's like, no police union in America, <laughs> no police union in America has supported Joe Biden, but this motherfucker still can't say I I will defund the police. It's like At when all. everybody has said we do not support you. Like yeah. basically, it's like walking in a room and everybody in the room saying we will not give you food, and then you still turning around and saying I don't deserve a plate anyway. Right. It's like no man, that's Go the Democrats to right. the next house. That's the Democrats. Meanwhile, Trump goes to Atlanta. Uh, on a Friday, on a Friday night, and tells niggas to I'm announce re- it. I'm releasing a platinum plan. A platinum plan. But but, but take the that, thing take is, that 
that ghetto. He like take so that, good. take but that. But the thing is, but the thing is, like even even today, where he said fuck the Proud Boys, and he really don't believe that. But at the same time, like he Donald stole, Trump, stand down and get he ready. That's crazy. But they Donald Trump's to... strategy to me is this. Okay. This is Donald Trump's strategy. Ooh, I got a it is not to win any votes because he knows his base is so backwards and so backwoods. They're going to vote for him no matter what. No matter his goal what? is to basically make black people and young Stay people have home. enough apathy to not vote. Yeah. So he's basically saying, my goal is not to win votes. My goal is to make Joe Biden look just as incompetent as me yeah. because I know my people will always vote for me no matter what. Yeah. And he so did that as in the long, debate. And yes. to me, that's Piper. why I think he won the goddamn debate. Yes, he did. And Piper, he did yes. Because yes. Joe Piper. Biden had the nerve to he, answer questions right. that fucking Donald Trump was asking. Right. And he fell into it. Yep. He fell right yes. into it. But that's his, that's Joe Biden. When him, I say his, yeah. that's his white male ego yep. in yep. fucking ignorance himself. Yep. It's like, you're going to let this man, you're going to answer questions from, from fucking Donald Trump. You're going to engage him. And then you got like, because he did this in the Republican debates, he did this with every debate with Hillary. You basically got like, you got like 20 hours worth of video footage to say, this is what Donald Trump will do. Do not engage exactly, with him. Exactly, And what did Joe Biden do? That's it. Everything my that son, they did four years you're ago. You're talking about my son. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and he couldn't even, and that's the other thing. He looked, when he when Joe Biden debated Bernie, I was like, damn, this dude actually looks coherent. He looks straight. He looked so yeah, he did. lost and disheveled. Like, he couldn't even remember the medal that his son got in the war, which, which, you know that Donald Trump's going to come at you oh, with insults. God. He's going to make you look incompetent. He's going to make you look like, oh, Sleepy That's Joe. Cool. He's yeah. an idiot. Yeah. He's a fool. And he the, doesn't and know it took anything. Can we take off drugs? Of the issues, yes. off the policies, Everything. off of like, what are you going to do as a leader? And it just looked like, oh, what would you say about my son? And, and this is a month away. We're almost, basically. We're a month away. Like three and weeks. tomorrow or, or the next debate, I'm sure it's gonna Kamala will perform better, but it's still doesn't matter because she is not the one running for president. They pulled, they yanked her chain. When she pulled out, they did. You know, it's, you know, it's a gang. They yanked her chain. They was like, listen, Kamala, you gotta sit down for this one. I know this much because she's going to be sitting (laughs) for the approval of this Supreme Court justice that looks like it's going to get forced That was his strongest point. And he will... And she's going to go for the confirmation hearings for this. Mm-hmm. That's going to be more of a political moment now. Yep. Um, like, this whole shit is like, this whole shit, like, okay, America's always been full of shit and, and not for liberty or anything. But the one thing that America did have was the veil of some shit. Like, it had pageantry. Yep. It had the idea. The smoke and mirrors existed in America where right. you still said to yourself, believed. oh, <laughs> fuck. Like, you know, the president in, 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 in law and order and whatever. Like, it. so you somewhat need, or I shouldn't say you need, but to me, if you, if you destroy the whole veil of, of, of prestige connected to America, I'm unsure how people start responding in this society. Because when we have a president that doesn't pay taxes, that makes citizens feel like I don't need to pay taxes. And when citizens start feeling like, okay, you can just, you know, 
Yeah, but we get stand in front of any gas station and just shoot a motherfucker anywhere that you feel like because it's like, oh, you know, that person was trying to steal a bag of Cheetos. Yeah, like so, like when you when you have like it still takes a level of belief in a system to make certain things go and run forward, like. And if people don't believe in any of the pageantry or the the veil of prestige, then that's what leads to true anarchy. Because then yep. people start making their own decisions, as yep. we saw even with the pandemic. Like right now, even with the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And some people choosing, and some people choosing all types of shit, and some people not choosing nothing. Like I just read a story that said October 9th, in Michigan, they've just decided that people can show up to high school football games. So to me, it's like, why do we got to wait till October 9th? Why not just let them go to high school football games now? Like, I don't fucking know. It matters, Kari. We're social distancing. We're moving the bar. But we don't know. But see, that's the <laughs> thing. Like, so if we had different leadership, hence the, the, hence, to me, that's still the veil, and I don't even know how much I support or believe or or follow or or am in or I'm in line with leadership. But I don't know. You all were younger when 9/11 happened, and I definitely was very anti George W. That was the first election oh, yeah. I voted for, and I was so mad over it. Yeah. But the whole goddamn country, when I say this, I mean this. The whole country was so in check over the shit that George W. said, like. The the 45 day like the 30 days after 9-11, after he gave that first speech about what we're going to do in fighting terrorism and, and what you're going to do, like, people will look at you like you were out of line. And when yep. I say people, I mean, like, your uncle, yep. black your people. mama, your, like, black people, like, straight up hood people will be like, what the fuck you doing? That's some terrorism shit. Yeah. Actually, that was the first time in my entire life I saw black people flying the American flag. I thought I was in the bizarro world. Yes. Like every Coney Island across Detroit switched from from regular, uh, regular. uh, Oh, freedom fries. Freedom, regular. Yeah. Yeah. Like the regular styrofoam to the goddamn red, white and blue styrofoam. Oh, my God. That's so so like because it was to the point. I mean, (laughs) you laughing, but I'm I'm serious. Like (laughs) it it was. But this is and people thought. Not only did people think, people knew George W. ain't the sharpest knife in the cupboard, but people still believed in the pageantry of America and who he was to the point where it's like, based on his position, we were attacked and we all could get attacked. People were saying, like, we don't know what's happening. They could yeah. fly a plane into Detroit tomorrow. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So, they were, yeah. So, oh, wait. Everything was a hot uh, spot. When Donald Rumsfeld, right? And all of the the goons that were running, you know, the behind the scenes at that time came on television and said that everyone needed to cover their windows and doors with plastic sheeting to protect yourself from nuclear. From nuclear bombs that I was like, wow. And people were covering their houses in plastic sheeting to protect themselves from like a nuclear fallout. Just just let that sink in and process. People said that I don't like Donald Trump. And I mean, this is even like like this is how much support he had. But this is back to the veil of of not being a polarizing candidate, because that's what Donald Trump has chosen to do. But. Like, I want to say, other than Cynthia McKinney, like, he had 
the support of everyone in Congress for the Homeland Security Act. He did. To invade Iraq, but yeah. one person. Yeah. So meaning like all of Senate. Yep. All of Congress. Yeah, everyone was frightened to Everyone death. but one person. Was like, hey, was guys, like, yo, okay, we're giving up our freedoms. Iraq got nothing to do with this shit. Yeah. But, you know, now after the fact, everybody right. came out and said, okay, these these details. That, well, me, and I was looked at like, a, people was willing to fight me because I was like, yo, this is some bullshit. I was one of them people. And right. I was looked at like I was crazy. And I almost got into fist fights with like homeboys and family members over saying this is some racist shit. Mm -hmm. Saddam Hussein wrote a letter saying I apologize and, and it's horrible for your American people for this loss. But they didn't want to hear none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, this is some bullshit. They had an agenda. Yep. And, and they I, push for I'm sorry, it sounds a little like the, COVID, but I don't want to be. It is. No, but it's, it's completely different because COVID is how they unlike built off COVID, of that. That's unlike, unlike, unlike 9-11, you had more of the, the pageantry and the veil yeah. of, of people supporting the machine. Yeah. People believed in the machine. Yeah. So with COVID, oh, yeah. because, because Donald Trump is so polarizing. Yeah. No matter what he says, and the internet. it's going to be a group of people saying, fuck what he says. Like, Donald Trump could come out tomorrow and say, yo, I'm going to give you a million dollars. He could say, yo, black people, I'm going to give you reparations. And New York Times is going to be like, the reason that he's giving black people reparations so is true. because he's a fucking asshole. It's a clockwork. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or whatever. Like, it's so polarized right now mm -hmm. that it is. It, whereas... George W. still had the veil of, like, people don't know. Before 9-11, a lot of people like me was like, yo, man, my first vote was for Al Gore. And I wasn't mad at George W. I was mad at Al Gore because I feel like he just didn't even give a fuck to count the goddamn votes. I was like, yo, man, I voted for you. You <laughs> need to be down in Florida every goddamn day right? till you get in office because you got more votes than him. Everybody voted for him. Right. And as far as I'm concerned, the election. you know, as far as I'm concerned, you don't even care. That was how I felt because that was my That's a sign. welcome into the American. <laughs> that was my first election voting. And I was already disturbed. And then the very next one, it was a good one. Voting for Mary Kill Patrick. Every election, there we go. Every, every election has, every, when you look back, every election has some things you're like, wow, we were really kind of slow as a, like you just called it the veil. We were really drinking the Kool-Aid. But sometimes you need the Kool-Aid to be drank That's to believe cool. yeah. in the system. It's, it's like any, because it's so, so many people and independent thought as we see even with COVID-19, like, you know, independent doesn't thought doesn't get us nowhere. Tough. Yeah. Oh, I will say this just real quick. Speaking of policy, uh, I think uh, on the ballot, I'm really hoping she got it on there. I know that Rashida Tlaib has some policy around um, the Human Right to Water Act that's going to be in a federal, uh, you know, some federal policy that she's, you know, working to push through. And so one of our candidates on the Michigan ballot is the 13th congressional uh, seat. And we're hoping to refill that with Rashida Tlaib. So just wanted to uh, put that out there. And then so also, too, um, Wanted to put the bug in the ear for next year's election. I know everybody that's listened to this that lives in Detroit, if you live in City Council District 7, that means that Gabe Leland currently is our City Council District, uh, elected City Council District. I'm really hoping that Fallon. we could. He's going to prison. But I really hope that we can find 
and create a candidate for next year for city council for district seven. I'm just putting that out there. I agree. You know, we need, we really need hey, that real bad. Thanks for yeah. that. Yeah. Kari, aren't, aren't you in district seven too here or no? No, no, that's like one over. I am Ray McAllister's district. Okay. Okay. But like, so it's like right there, but yeah, Gabe Luland is one of the mayors, you know, there we go. White people in Detroit politics. Also too, Sad. uh, Look into 2020. Hopefully, if we still have a constitution and if we still have our amendments and if we still have any of our laws in effect, we got to find, you know, candidates to run for these seats uh, in 2024. So I wanted to put that out there because, you know, this is one election. It's an important election, but it's just one election. Understood. And so, <clears throat> yeah, like everybody's making it seem like everything hinges on this. Um, it does, but at the same time, I think, you know, for those people that are feeling hopeless, um, you know, we got to keep pushing, keep fighting. As long as you're here, just keep fighting. Keep looking at the fights to jump into, you know what I'm saying? Because there's many fights, so we just didn't want people to be consumed by grief um, if 45 gets back in there. Although it is a very doomy and gloomy thought uh, yeah. in reality, but I think we need to be scenario planning because once he gets back in there, it's like once, I mean, he's he's already consumed a bunch of power. He's already, you know, nullified a bunch of statutes and laws and things that all of our ancestors put in place for us that had pretty much been in place. He's already dismantled a lot of stuff. But um, if he's able to get back in there, he's going to continue crushing like Godzilla and just crushing and crushing um, those policies. And so... I think we need to be thinking strategically and tactically. And just like your dad said, Kari, what do we need to be doing, you know, to protect ourselves and, and to, and so we can thrive. Mm. Yeah. And and I mean, I know I'm switching total gears here, but also uh, early on, and we talked about this uh, completely. Uh, and you all spoke about this at endless lengths, but yeah. Tory Lanez needs to be deported in jail. And um, it's another thing that's sad about the machine. And I, it's a classic, it's another classic example of, you know, you can harm black women and nothing will, you know. It's, it's, no it's like the Chris Brown, Rihanna, like 2.0. Yeah. R. Kelly, Is it though? Aaliyah. I mean, Chris Brown admitted, he had no choice to admit it. Admit. Tory Lanez is polar opposite of of Chris Brown and me, and when it comes to admit admit this, him admitting, because he's like basically just put out a whole album saying this industry is lying on me and it's not what you think. And his music went to number one or something like that. Didn't he it? put a music video yeah. out today that gave the imagery of how toxic the industry is and how everyone is liars and he's not the one not lying. It's called the most high. No promotion. Who is watching this shit? White kids. I I don't know. Like seriously. I think think even think people but the thing is about the internet has it's like bullets. It has no um it has no it 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 it, it's not biased. So people even when you don't like something you click. So you get you get number one spots even by your haters. People are clicking I mean, on stuff I, I even when they don't that. like it. I give you that, but it's almost like like certain shit is just not like I'm not checking for that shit. 
Like, I'm so, with like, you. I'm, I'm just giving a lot of Anything Tory Lanez related, I'm I've checked you. out. But I checked out Chris Brown and anything Chris Brown related. I checked out anything when Kanye West said that shit about slavery. I checked out anything Kanye West related. You know what I'm saying? Like, like sometimes you just got to, like, check out on certain shit. Yeah. You, you know do. what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, who is still, like... Who is still entertaining this shit? But see, to me, that's where, 12, like, the this machine... 12-year-old boys. But see, the machine is still behind this shit. And this is where, like, this was what bothers me. Because the same machine that was mad at the statements that Nick Cannon made... And to it's me, those statements one. that M- right. Nick Cannon made weren't even necessarily, like... No, you could weren't. argue. You could have a problem with it. But that same machine fizzled him the fuck out. Like... The, with the like quickness, it that. was Zionist. Yeah. So it's almost like the the machine that used fizzles him as a, uh, Nick, Con- Nick Cannon out for statements won't fizzle this motherfucker out for shooting a black woman because it's misogyny. The fuck, because because this country is built on capitalism and capitalism stands on misogyny, patriarchy, and racism. Those are the pillars of capitalism. <clears throat> I, I I really hate it's to true. like you know like keep saying the same thing over and over but capitalism needs you know patriarchy misogyny and and you know and, and, white and, supremacy and I, I feel you on that you know what i'm saying racism but to me it needs that shit to and stand. that's where like the the like the lab boy like it, it needs to be that same way because it's like as far as i'm concerned the way that they're up in arms over the statements that nick cannon made which in a lot of the ways of what nick cannon said right about uh, about the history of what an Israelite is. Oh, right. Zionism. Right. He he outed the right. Zionists. Right. You know what I'm saying? You are like, so, so like yeah. so like he's speaking words and he's completely like the dude went from saying, I'll talk to anybody if they have a problem with what I just said and we can debate it, to I apologize. Yeah. To interviewing a rabbi to taking down all the interviews with every black person he had for like the last year to saying that the black and and Jewish people need to come together saying, I want to be the person to help heal the gaps between the black. It's like, what in the fuck? He has no knowledge of Israel's Israel's role as a right wing white supremacist. uh, I I think he does because some of the shit he was talking I think now, does he know as much information on some of the stuff he's saying as someone in depth enough to speak about that as like a a a, a Louis Farrakhan? No, or a Joy DeGruy? No, or a Chancellor Williams? No, but does he have some of that information? He does, but to me, the for for this for Tory Lanez to have the audacity to even present this shit and package it and see that's the problem I have is that the machine will even allow this motherfucker Mm -hmm. a platform to package this shit of oh so this is why I shot a motherfucker this is why I shot a woman like are you serious bro like the machine will allow a packaging of some shit like this they create it like you can even you can package some shit like this I mean look at all this and then furthermore and furthermore 
that 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 it can even be given the access to the point like that these download service providers won't see because we've seen them yeah, they snatch won't rebuke down that. they won't rebuke the, they, we've the, seen them the snatch down of the black women we've seen them right. snatch down some shit of what they say that's anti-semitic of course so it's like being that you can snatch that shit down yep you can definitely snatch that's, this fuck yeah. shit down heck yeah and that's what so no, it's like my stuff, problem right. is less it, it, it's definitely with Tory Lanez, but it's also with the machine that obviously he's still being given this platform to do this fuck shit. Yeah. And, yeah. and obviously... All of them, though. I'm going to put 50 Cent in his category, I, too. 50 mm. Cent to me is almost I'm gonna put worse. put him in his category. They do 50 Cent. The 50 Cent is even worse because of his... Uh, he The stuff he does with his son. It's unreal. The stuff he does with his, his ex-wife or child's mother or whatever. The, the way son, he treats... The son stuff is crazy. The Go way on. he treats women in general. I mean, like, just with, like what you're saying, um, Kari, there are all these examples that we have of where they they could totally like snatch down stuff like why is this not offensive and why does this get you more investment and more um uh, what do you call it like you know um endorsements and more connections with brands right uh, of you know killing black women harming black women degrading black women like like all of that is how you get the bag and as soon as you say something against the whole Zionist, right-wing, racist, you know, regime, it's like, oh, it's cancel, you know? But like you said, you've got to be independent. You have to build your independent platforms. You have to build, you know, we have to do these things ourselves because then we get to be the people to say what, the what standards we want are. to be on here and what doesn't yes. shouldn't be on here. Yes, because it, 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 it's like... The Tory Lanez thing was so upsetting on so many levels because, yes, there were a lot of arguments I had with people over the fact that, like, we need to see all the details. It's like, no, it's no fucking details to see. Yeah. Did this motherfucker have a gun and did she not have a fucking gun? Right. And did he shoot at her? That's enough fucking details. Like, I mean, some of this shit, like, this isn't, y'all motherfuckers sound like cops in, in the Breonna Taylor situation. Yeah. Let's wait basically. till all the details present themselves. It's like, no, ain't no fucking details needed. Did you shoot at a woman? What the fuck? In an enclosed space at that. Unless she got a gun pointed at you. There was no reason. Yes. Facts. There like, it's no not, it's, it's not even. Then they said his team released fake emails, like where it was like making it look like it was her it was Rock Nation and their team like trying to make him look better. Like it was weird. Like and, and, they, and this is where I'm even coming at and see this is where we get into the layers of like how malicious and insidious this whole industry is. Because at what point in time this kind of goes back to the Chief Keith article I wrote years ago when Chief Keith's camp killed that one other 14 year old boy that was in Chicago. Mm. Where like it's not even the Chief Keith and his camp. It's the fact that I know these motherfuckers connected to this industry that went to went to some of the same business schools I done went to mm. and went through internships and camps and like you've probably spent years trying to get into this. You a lot of these people aren't like as we even saw in the Russell Simmons documentary. A lot of these people probably have parents that are like in the boule and links and shit yeah, like that. Right, like yeah. they have access to know this is some fuck shit. At yeah. what point do you stand up and say, this is some fuck shit? I am not going to retweet something 
that leads to a 14-year-old boy being murdered. I am not going to send an email that basically makes it look like a man didn't shoot a black woman. Right. Capitalism. This is when I say, fuck this job, I quit. Right. But (laughs) capitalism. Right. It's capitalism. And this is what makes it it's so insidious because these people are all buying in on even the lower rungs to some fuck shit. It's True. capitalism. But you got to disconnect yourself from the fuck shit. It gets to a certain level where you're like, I'm not going to connect myself to some fuck shit. But you know what's even deeper? If you look at these types of people, these are the same people that if they were disconnected, they will have no idea who they were. But see, so that, but that's the other, like, it's like the circular logic. The same shit that I had a problem with some of my people that still work in city government, where it's like in the city of Detroit with the whole Charles Pugh thing and oh. when he was molesting the boys. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you either got to be the stupidest motherfucker <gasps> for not recognizing this or you just didn't give a fuck. And I don't know which one is worse. Right. You know what I'm saying? You see this grown ass man taking home this 15-year-old boy, you should be like, hey, yo, cuz, what the fuck are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Capitalism. Like, when is your integrity come into play? Right. That's capitalism. That is the evil. I'm telling you. It's the evil. Because, because what people see is, is that connection to that status, that, that, that house, that boat, that trip, that... You know, this, that, that now it makes me the thing. I'm the man next to the man, like Robin Harris said. And a lot of these people, it's just like you said, it's so connected to what you first said about why you make Detroit is different independent because you want to have your autonomy, your liberation. Yeah. You want to create wealth, you know, with and for a, an institution that can serve you know, the community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very different mindset of an entrepreneur, of a creator, of someone who is giving, of someone who is serving. That's a very different mindset than no offense to anyone, someone who goes to work, to work a job. Uh, it's a very different mindset because now their identity is linked to their education, uh, whatever level they have, whatever school they went to, their neighborhood, where they live, the clothes they wear, you know, who their circles are. Do they belong to these boule, to these links, to this Jack and Jill BS? <laughs> you know, did they go to Cranbrook or where, Liggett, you know, Roper, wherever? Did they, <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying? Like all this stuff you. is connected to connected to connected to connected. And you know what? At the end of the day, the whole thing is like a, just a, uh, like a uh, uh, one of those houses in Hollywood mm-hmm. where yeah. it's like the front looks like amazing and you just all you gotta do is walk around to the side <laughs> and see that whole thing is held up by some sticks but some of this analogy. shit is like and that's where like I guess they pick the characters of the right people to be a part of the machine mm-hmm. because you gotta be one of the people that basically turns a blind eye yeah to certain shit. Like, even, like, here goes some classic shit with me. When I was 16, I was working at Burger King because that summer I wanted to work to buy some music equipment. Like, most times at 16, I do. <laughs> and they and they was like, hey, man, you want to work paying a half on 4th of July? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> now, I was only getting $5.50 at the time because it was back in the day. I'm an old man. Yeah. Now, but paying a half was the shit. Yeah. You know, you get your hourly rate. <laughs> Let's have that shit. Yep. I'm with it. 
nobody was coming in to buy no fucking burgers on the 4th of July because it's the 4th of July. Right. You know, this is the Burger King way out in Royal Oak. So this is like where my integrity's at. He's like, you know, my guy, I remember Frank. Frank was old white dude. Hey, guys, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do some extra cleanup. I'm like, okay, I don't mind cleaning the, you know, so we clean the 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 evening area. Then he's like, let's do some outdoor parking lot cleanup. And he's like, all right, let's go on and clean up the dumpster. I was like, so one second, Frank, you want me to hop in the motherfucking dumpster <laughs> <laughs> and clean the dumpster? Guess what? I'm off right now. Yeah. Um, give me the phone. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell my mom I'm coming home early <laughs> and I'm going to hop the smart bus back to the crib. Yeah. And she can't pick me up. And I still want my time and a half for the time I've been here. That's right. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you think I'm about to hop in a goddamn dumpster and, and clean the dumpster? Two toys from the when I meal. know <laughs> it's rats that I've seen in this shit. What the fuck is your problem, Frank? Why would you even ask me to clean the dumpster? Because right. he's white and you're black and he's your manager. And he was thinking, oh, wow, instead of me hiring an actual like maintenance crew that does this professionally, I can get this little nigga to do this shit for $5.25. Uh, excuse <laughs> me. Well, it would have been $5.50 times, yeah. you know, yeah. paying a half. Uh, I mean, what the fuck is that? That's like uh, $7.75 <laughs> and shit. In 19, what, what the fuck was that? 1999 and shit? $7.75 when I was the shit. Right. But it wasn't the shit like that. No. It's no amount of money. Not at all. It's like that you're going to pay me to clean up a dumpster where I've seen rats and possums in this motherfucker. Because <laughs> this is Burger King, bro. The fuck is your problem, man? Well, he knew you was going to do it because he heard you rolling up playing uh, whatever music you was playing. Yes. And that's what we were supposed to do. I was supposed to be on the clock and not do shit and listen to DMX. <laughs> that was the plan of working on 4th of July. That was shit. your plan. Easy money. His was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we going to do some fuck his little shit. Mustache and- you know what I'm saying? And this is where I'm saying, like, where do people have uh, 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 the, the, the wherewithal to say, okay, I'm not going to do that? Like, where does the person <laughs> ask the question in the mix right. of the room to say, hey, man, no. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I'm, hey, I'm going to tell y'all a quick no. story about hey, capitalism. You know. When yeah. I was 16... Way back in my day, I feel you. this was uh, 88. Time to set it straight. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I used to date this one kid, and he's one of the reasons I never date light-skinned men. Uh, sorry, the- sorry, sorry, everybody. Yo, the barge can't get no play from you? Heck, you know. No number Chico? one, he looks like all my cousins. But uh, number no two, because of, of this guy, and then there's another guy and, 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 and one of my cousins. But that's it. So, uh, but long story short, I used to date this guy, and he was from Sherwood Forest. His <laughs> father was a, I think his father was a judge. His mom was an attorney. And they had, they were that whole thing, you know, links, boule, blah, 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 right? And even though my family is a part of that, my mom decided, like, to have me not be a part of that, right? And so, uh, long story short, you know, I was dating this guy for, like, a while. I used to go over his house all the time, hang out with his family. And this one time, he invited me to dinner. And I was at dinner. It was, like, me, him, his sister his dad his mom we're having dinner and um 
his mom just turns on me suddenly. She's like so nasty. And she just starts telling me um, that she doesn't want me to date her son anymore because I'm quote unquote, not the type of girl that should be with her son Mm. because she felt that because I didn't have my dad in the home. She felt Mm. that I was the wrong kind of girl, right. Mm. For her son. I mean, she didn't know that my family is like the pits and Cornelius pits. And like, she didn't know that part. But um, and I didn't I didn't I, I'm not the type to like, you know, I didn't really like boast on that stuff. I was just like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. So, you know, uh, for me, if you all know the type of person I am now, like I've always been this me. So literally, I just told the dude like, OK, mom's not feeling me. Take me home. She's like, no, no, no. You know, stay here. I'm like, I don't want to eat your food and sit with you and fake it and pretend like, you know, I'm going to, like, respect you. She's like, oh, well, you can stay now and finish dinner. I'm like, I got food at home. Like, I don't need your food, you know? But anyway, I go home, and then he's he's apologizing. The dad's apologizing. Like, it's this whole thing, and the mom is trying to tell me, like, you know, no offense, but, you know, you're really not the type that should be with my son. And I guess she had, like, this other girl that was, like, you know, way more light skin and more mm. straight hair and you know, went to like the right school and blah, 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 and had the right father and all that, that, that she wanted him to be with. So fast forward to like 2012, when um, I'm owning 5E Gallery, we have this big party and Jessica Caremore comes and she brings this friend and she's like, oh, Pipe, you remember such and such. And so I guess he had, um, you know, I hadn't seen him in like all, since like 1988, you know. Hmm. And so I hadn't seen him all that time. She's like, yeah, you remember such and such? Like, he's here. And I was like, really? I'm like, oh, what's up? Because I haven't seen him in like forever. And hmm. then when I see him, like, I don't recognize him, right? Like, at all. But then, like, you know how you like, you look, look, and then you're like, okay, I see you like a little bit, but you just look definitely like 20 years older, different. And, yeah. Hmm. And, um, I, I, you know, I, I, I lost my like ability, you know, at that moment, it was so much different that I lost my ability to fake it and mm. I couldn't even fake it. Like, oh yeah. You know? So I was like, oh, what? You know, I was, <laughs> I was just kind of thrown off and he was like, oh yeah. And then he had told me that he had been in prison that whole time mm. and he had just gotten out of prison. I think it was like that Damn. day or like the day before. So Damn. apparently sometime after that, right. He ended up get like, you know, he was selling drugs, I guess. This is a life I didn't In know about him. Yeah, so he was selling drugs. He was trying to be like <clears throat> not Sherwood Forest. I guess he was trying to be like the other side of Seven Mile. And um, you know, got caught because he's not the other side of Seven Mile, right? He is Sherwood Forest. And uh ended up spending that whole time in prison, right? And never graduated high school. So Damn. I'm just thinking about I always think to this day, like, wow, like part of the petty me wanted to be like, let's go see your mom right now and let me tell her that I've been the first African-American woman to shoot for Vogue. No, no. But Hilarious. I'm just saying, like, but part of me thought, like, first of all, I had a deep sadness because I thought, like, wow, this dude spent all this time in prison. You got that right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, damn, what a waste. But then when I, and this is the part of capitalism that I'm talking about. This woman was so into the facade of, like, the the life that should be do you understand what i'm saying like mm. this is this is the way things should be and like if things aren't like that then it's not valuable or it's not you know whereas i mean no offense and i don't mean to be like so judgmental but whereas here she had 
this thing was like, okay, you're not good enough for my son, the golden boy. Meanwhile, a judge and a lawyer have this golden boy, right? That like go to prison like this whole time when he's supposed to have this other, mm. you know, thing that he's supposed to represent for them, right? Their seed. And I'm just saying that to say that like that's to me when I look at, you know, uh, this world of like, you know, this like facade of like capitalism. It's like so many people are like really striving, you know, to be like these things, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and these things are not, these things are not real. Mm-hmm. Like, like all this stuff is like a facade, but like you look at something and I'm just tying it back to the Detroit is different thing. You really built this place, right? You really put your blood, sweat and tears into this place. Like you don't need iHeartRadio to tell you what you can and can't talk about. And then you're sitting there on pins and needles worried every single time that you put a podcast out because you're worried that like you're going to lose your contract if you don't get enough viewership or you're worried if somebody's going to say something crazy or you have all these weird rules because it's tied to these other people who you probably don't even share values with that have a whole control over your, your, your life, right. And your Mm -hmm. life decisions and your lifestyle. Because the need is to fit into this capitalist, you know, facade of like who you should be. And I just think that during this COVID time, I think so many people have had a time to have reflection to the point where all these corporations are like, you know, man, nobody's coming to work. Like, they can't even get people to come to work because people are like, man, I got my employment money. Fuck that job. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is not me. This is not who I want to be. Yeah. This is not I'm going to be in the world. Like I'm contemplating my yeah. life right now and what's important and who I want to be right now. You well, know what I'm saying? As, as business school always tells you, uh, the the number one key to capitalism is scarcity. So the the idea is is moved on like you know they say supply meets demand, but it's only so much of both but really it's only so much supply so the idea of scarcity because you know if people have more abundance which i think is more along the traditions of our people naturally or african people uh or more melanated people uh we we follow the idea of abundance and are not in the world of scarcity in those ideas but in the concepts of abundance you're not you're you're living in the world of creativity. Mm-hmm. You're living in the world of 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 tapping into what that creativity is, uh, and that's who we are. Even in this world of uh, being oppressed and captured into this captivity of scarcity. So, like the more we can align ourselves with that creativity, the more we can align ourselves with the ideas of abundance because Africa was abundant in resources. Africa was abundant in food, water, uh, philosophy, spirituality, uh, in, in, in every science that you can think of, mathematics. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's the cradle of civilization, as they say. Mm-hmm. So because it's abundant in so much of it, uh, and even other other forms of life, every animal you can think of is there, yeah. you know. So like because it's abundant in all of that, uh, there's no need to say what is scarce. Unlike other 
cultures, like what European culture is, it yeah. is built in scarcity of like, okay, it's going to be less. So through less, it forces people to, you know, you need serfs and kings and and, and these people to be and you peasants. You need to hoard and, stuff. And yes, you need to hoard stuff and you need to, you know, uh, right. we, we need to throw away food because the whole idea of if, if everybody's eating, then nobody's hungry. And if nobody's hungry, then nobody's going to want to do this shit that yeah. I don't feel like doing. Right. Like, yeah. that's the whole concept in the idea of scarcity. Whereas the idea in abundance is like people will naturally be creative enough to fulfill all roles in society needed instead of us creating roles in society that we know no one wants to have. Yeah. Where people do turn their eye on Men shooting women. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if we're living in abundance and creativity, you're never going to do no shit like that because you're going to yeah. do what you naturally would want to do. So when a person does some crazy shit like that, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, I no longer can associate with you. Instead of saying to yourself, like, damn, you know, that is some fuck shit. But, you know, I'll I'll do this and then I'll just give more to Jesus on Sunday. And it's like, right. oh, that's some stupid shit. Like, no, you need to disassociate yourself from this dumb shit now. Yeah. You need to ostracize it yourself, ostracize who's engaged in this dumb shit now. Because the, the, the you know, this Tory Lane situation, like, I mean, on a macro, it's been, you know, it's been very revealing. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, for you, Definitely, Piper, you're probably like, it ain't revealing to you, but it's been more revealing to me of the 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 blindness to the to the the lack of the lack of love that we even have for who Meg the Stallion is. Yeah. Um and what she represents. Yeah. Under the even guise of quote unquote let's find out all the stories and we don't know what happened in the car. And it's like, it, it, it's inconsequential. Right. Yeah. It's inconsequential, you know? And that's the, and that's the thing. That's the, the process that takes place like over and over and over. And that's what they said about R. Kelly. Oh, let's see what the facts are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That. Let's see. Was... We got to see the facts first, you know? And, and, and it's, and, and Kale's is one that, and it's tough. Because Kales is one where it's like, damn, R. Kelly at my age and shit, like this motherfucker is the closest thing to like Michael Jackson. I was gonna say Marvin Gaye from my generation that there I'm is. Sure they, yeah. You know? But he's a sick personal individual. Yeah. You know? And and we've known it for forever. But what did everyone say? I gotta see the facts. I got to see a police Ain't report. No he didn't no get convicted. You saw a video of this motherfucker. Yeah, but everyone's like, but he wasn't convicted. He wasn't it convicted. It don't make a difference, was he? It's like. Exactly. Between Aaliyah and the video, it's like, this is a sick motherfucker. Yeah. Aging them, but a number. Oh Hi, Piper. God. Come on. Oh, my God. No, I'm just saying, like, that's the argument that people say is that, you no, know, mm-hmm. he, he, you know, I mean, and that's what I got. I, you know, I told you, I got like. I don't some like two hundred and fifty pieces of like threat death threats and I'm hate sure mail did. I'm doing sure the uh, the mute R Kelly stuff. R Kelly is one of the most beloved black artists of this and this generation. was from women. Yes, this was I mean, from black but women. That, I mean, it's not black men that are beloving him like that. Like 
the the gateway R. Kelly's music is beloved by black men because black women like it. But that mm. also goes to yeah. show the problem between black women too. Mm. How we don't protect each other. It's so true. Mm. We don't protect each other either. Yeah. Even on a familial level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How often shit like that gets swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know a lot of stories about people's like frankly, like women who's who who have uncles that have violated them. Mm-hmm. Not me personally, but I know stories and then people in their family are like, Well, no, we won't talk about that. Sure. Yeah. You know, they would just or she's keep fast. On right. Shit like that. She wears tight skirts. Back to the skirts. conversation from last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a pillar of. Well, it yeah. it the the the, I've been unpacking this concept for a while because it it's a tough it's a tough it's a tougher theory that I'm still working through in mind, but women are socialized to be a certain way uh, within that certain way, it limits and it restrains already what a woman's freedom is. This kind of goes into that documentary about uh, Whitney Houston. was so dope. The Whitney documentary. Ooh, that documentary is so, amazing. Um, I can't even. So the, so you like, wouldn't do it, Deja. Oh, I'm still hurt that she's not here. Oh, it's, it's, it's hard to watch. I can't. I'm, Pissed at Pusha T and Kanye still like. Yeah, I was mad at that too. I'll never get over that. Yeah, I don't think they should have did that either. I didn't even listen to that album, and I'm a Pusha T fan, but I also was a canceling Kanye guy too. But that made me mad too on <laughs> Shit, bo- double I'm level. I'm still hot. Like I'm, I'm mad thinking about it all over again. Like. Yeah. Yeah, because they never would have took a picture of, I don't know, what white person died of a drug over. They never would have took a, a Jim Morrison's death photo picture, you know. You know? So, um, um, or a, a Janis Joplin's death photo picture, you know. Now, even my favorite, yeah, like they still immortalized her like negatively. Like called yeah. Coke Whitney. Rappers call Coke Whitney mm. all the time. Yeah. That shit, my favorite rapper. Does it? And that shit mm. hurts me every time I hear one that song. And I'm like, mm. the documentary is good though. Okay. Yeah, it's really. If good. you love Whitney, mm. that and I think Robin either produced it or had it. Nah, she, or she executive she produced it. Nah, she wasn't a part of it in any way. Are you sure? I thought yes. she helped bring all that together. No. What platform was this on? I it's saw it on HBO Max, I think. It's no, on, on Hulu. Max. I saw it on Hulu. It, it's it's out there. I saw it on Amazon Hulu. Prime. Okay, it came out during like. Uh, was it 2018? Right? Yeah, 2018. Oh, okay. Oh, really? It was 2018. It's really good. The one about her, like the the truth, right? Well, well it's a lot of. I mean, I truth guess. is relative. I mean, I they, they have <laughs> two of her brother. They interview two of her brothers They're, and her best friend, right? Her mother was was well not her best friend. Wait, no, no they didn't interview her, but they did no. have footage of her. Yes, they do and have they a lot of footage. About of her. They have footage of her relationship, right? and I think she gave yeah, them a lot of footage. Yeah, I mean, I they have. Her brothers, her mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lot of people connected to her. Yeah. Like a lot of producers. The, um, the, you know. What was it like her, the background singers? Yes. It, it's, um, a, yeah, it's, it's a lot it's of. It's very. It, it's truth ish. I mean, it, yeah, if it's, <laughs> I mean, but truth is very. Re- I mean, because yeah, you almost have to sit Hollywood. there for all. Yeah. Not even Hollywood. You'd almost uh, have to sit there for what? The the 40 years of, of her life, of her 
stardom. And even if you do that, understanding the context and the nuances of it is Mm -hmm. going to be, you you know what I'm saying? I do think it's, I do think it's, you should watch it. You should very, I do think it's objective. And I yes. think I think not only is it objective, but at the same exact time, I do think it's a a, a great tribute to her. It I is. do think it's mm. a positive tribute to it her. Is. I think I think it's 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 a balanced reflection of reflection who she of was. who she was. That's dope. I, and it, it's and I do I I got positive vibes from it afterwards. I did too. I got I did. I yeah, did. It, it may make you cry, but it will yeah, make you cry. cry now. Like it will make you. You should watch it. You, you should. should watch it as just. It's People. a way to hold on to Whitney too, in a good way. Yeah. Like if you're a fan, if you're like a true Whitney fan, you gotta see the documentary. Is I watched it five or six times with my mom, and we just cried together. Oh my god! Yeah, should, it's <laughs> worth rewatching too. It's and every time my mom good. was just like, "Whoa, it's such a shame." But it's but you, she was amazing. It's so but, beautiful. It's so talented. It's a great story, really, of, of the black family. They did a great the job. The nuances. The producers of, did a great job. Of mm. black oh, yeah, love, black sweet. relationships, families, uh, parenting, childhood. Wait, can I give you all a spoiler alert? Can I give you one spoiler, Deja? I feel like I know, but okay. So <laughs> there's this one scene, and I think it's Robin's footage when um it was a backstage moment. So, like, basically, I had totally forgot that Al Sharpton had boycotted Whitney at mm. the Soul Train Awards. Why? He 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 organized a boycott against Whitney because he said she turned her back on the black community and started making music for white folks. Mm-hmm. And so at the Soul Train Awards, there was this big um, protest, and like when um, she came out, everyone booed her. And so backstage, she was with Sissy, her mom, and I think Robin was filming, and she was crying, and she was so upset. And she was like, how could they boo me? How could they boo me? And then she was like, you know, um, I can't. She was hurt. And she was saying, like, you know, I've done this. I've done that. You know, um, I'm getting Soul Train Award. You know, how can they organize this against me? I can't believe this. You know, but they love Paula Abdul. And if y'all know anything about Paula Abdul, at that time, she was being exalted as like this this great artist and everything. And Whitney was like, she can't even sing, mm-hmm. you know, like they're, you know, they're, they're all over Paula Abdul and they're not with me. And then um, Sissy goes, and that little bitch Janet Jackson. <laughs> we I talked think about I heard it. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that. Oh, this, I told you that? Yeah, you told us this before and we were like, what? She was like, yeah, that little and bitch Janet Jackson can't, she was like, she can't see. Only thing they, 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 uh, on her because she's Michael Jackson's sister. I was like, wow, that's some shady stuff. But, I mean, okay, so that's that was shady, and I think that that was like to me. I think that that was like you know a part in a documentary where it showed you like you know that they had like a level of um of of, of what would I like authenticity, you know what I'm saying to it. I'm saying that stuff like that that that's in the documentary it it adds a level of authenticity to it because if you think about that time period, this is way pre-internet. And and nobody's seeing behind the scenes and no um now everyone shows everything behind the scenes, like you see a lot, but at this particular time there was like a veil and a curtain. You did not see what happened behind the scenes. So to see, to understand like how like what that like how precious or how I don't know what authentic, like a, a piece of footage like that is. Like now people stage stuff like that. Hmm. But that's something like back in the day you would never want anyone to see like ever. Now that's something that would have got set up and then like her label would have like put that out to like sell her single. But like back in the day, you would never have seen anything like that. So you even see that there are like these precious gems 
You know what I'm saying? That are like in there. I mean, there's also great interview footage with different people where they tell different stories. And yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's a really good. It's powerful. Yeah, it is powerful, and I think it not just tells her story, but like I say, it talks about the black family and the yeah. dynamics that aren't as linear. And that's why, like, when you say, like, was it true and was it real? It's like, it depends on how you look at it, you know, just like the people you grew up with. Like, me and my (laughs) sister, like, we see certain things from our childhood differently. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, both see, like, it's the same good story, but we remember (laughs) it differently. Funny you say that. You know what I'm saying? Like, one person may remember it as like, oh, yeah, that was the cookout where, (laughs) you know, we all did the electric side. And another person may remember it as, oh, that was the cookout where I first tried my first beer. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's, it's, it, so it's like truth and reality are, it, you know, it's layers to like the context of yes. it. Mm-hmm. And I think that it does like what, what Piper's saying. It's a lot of objectivity where you can walk away and make your own perspective, but you definitely get a, closer understanding mm-hmm. of Whitney and her story, mm-hmm. her talent, mm. and 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 also her family, her family and how her family, but the dynamics of just, and and it goes into like the layers of the black family. Yeah. You know, when you do have resources and and you come from scarcity mm-hmm. and and what that looks like, you know? Um mm-hmm. so I think that uh it's deep, but like I was saying like with women I believe women are socialized and Whitney's a great example of this, of like from a young age to be a certain way, carry themselves a certain way. Whereas a man, I'm socialized to have freedom. Like as a boy, I was always given do what you want to do. Whereas a woman, you carry yourself away a certain way. You walk a certain way. You sit a certain way. You you talk a certain certain way. way. You dress dress a certain way. way. Like, so it's other pressures on to, I believe, and I'm still developing this theory. Cross your legs. Who a woman it yes. (laughs) From the inception of like, you know, being like almost like two, three, like (laughs) the minute you start understanding, you're given a certain level of expectation that boys are not. Mm-hmm. So because of this, it all came this, from men. Like women in my family never told me to close my legs when I sit down. Well, in my right. family, so in it was my always family, the it was always the women. Always said that. Yeah. <laughs> Same. In my family, it's the women. Close your legs. Close your mouth. <laughs> well, I remember like my mom had a friend that was a DJ, and like he he came over one day, and like I was just chilling on the couch. He came over to like do some like some work for my mom or something like that, and. I was chilling. I was wearing like long shorts, like they were down to like my knees. I was probably like ten or something, and I was chilling. And he was like, "You just sit with your legs closed because certain guys might da da da." And I'm like, "Why would a guy think that? Like, what the hell?" <laughs> right? You're like ten years old. Like, what on earth is this? What are you usually, talking about? But usually, uh, I, I think like in a lot of young women, especially like in my family or what I've observed. You're not even you don't even get to 10 before you even are socialized. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, whether you choose to go against it mm-hmm. or not, it's still in the back of your mind where like when I'm doing stuff like jumping off of porches and rolling over like like G.I. Joe, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. My sister's being told, do this, do that. You should be a certain way. And women are this. Yeah. And like, don't stick your tongue out. Why? Yes. <laughs> Why can't I stick my tongue out? Because it turns everyone it. on. Right. I'm like, well, it's the- never told like that. It's usually just said, <laughs> it's not, lady. 
It's not ladylike. Well, That's what they always say. Ex, he's he's he was like so one hundred. He was like, "Cause a nigga gonna think you want to suck his dick." And I, my mom was like, "Michael," and I was like, <laughs> "And I think that that's out of pocket for a it dude was. to be saying." It definitely to a girl. was, but I respected like the authenticity. Like he was. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't. At the time, I was like, "Wow." Kari's like, about to go find was, the dude. <laughs> at the time, it, it let say. me know, like, right. like wow, niggas are like cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Like I was in middle school, I was like. Oh, wow. Well, I had a guy, I had a group of guys, we got into this whole discussion about these gender roles. And I had these guys tell, we had, we got this whole thing and the guys were like, um, if you smile at a guy, that's an invitation. They really, some guys And I was like, mm-hmm. damn, because we're also told if you don't smile at a guy, you're then you're not being, you know, human Friendly. or cordial or whatever, right? So it's like, so it's like these these interesting, you know, things that men are told, right? So it's like this one group of guys are being told, well, if she smiles at you, then that means it's so it's okay to lean in there and get you some, right? <laughs> e- even if she tells you, even if she tells you no, she's smiling at you, so go for it. I and was then, raised to smile at everybody. But do you know how many right. guys have? And a, that's the other thing with passing, girls. Do you know how many passing. guys have approached that's me the thing with because girls I've too. smiled? And I'm like, and they don't come on strong, but they think it's that a, was an invitation, literally. And I'm like, that's wow. the other thing with women. I We're taught I to careful. smile, right? They teach yeah. women to smile, and then if you don't smile, you're Why not you being. You're that's not, you're, exactly you're not being what you hear, bitch face. But then if, but then if you, you know, if if a guy tries to lean in and you set your boundary and you're like no then it's like okay well you're being a you know whatever right because you're you're being combative or whatever and you're just mm-hmm. like no i'm setting my boundary like i'm letting you know this is you're going a little too far or, or you're making me no, uncomfortable i'm uncomfortable and that makes them but uncomfortable you, yeah i was just about <laughs> but why to don't you that. smile i have why a don't guy you in my head right now <laughs> like i really really was attracted to this guy like he was amazing like i was into the light skin thing he was six oh, five no, that's where you messed he was light skin he played jazz he played basketball i'm like who oh, is no. this this wait, is the prototype wait was this the dude that was uh remember the one from new the, the christopher williams character from new jack city <laughs> uh, kind of sorta he was like I thought he was sent down from the heavens and we went out it was a great night and he made a move and I set a boundary like I'm not gonna kiss you on the first night like I just thought we were really vibing and then he told me I was hard to read no I'm not that hard to freaking read it's the first night I'm smiling I'm having a good time you play basketball, I play basketball, we connected, and you thought that that meant I wanted to kiss you? That's what he That's what he was t- taught. Like, he was taught that these are the cues that let you know to lean on in. I don't know. <sighs> on that point, we got to do uh I will double back <laughs> and join for these discussions where I definitely know this was amazing. Be a whole you got to come back on here, Kyle. We'll do. Because we'll even the ones when we first started, Oh, yeah, Everyone yeah. always tells me because like people find our podcast uh-huh. and then they start binging and mm-hmm. then they go back to the beginning mm-hmm. and they and they love those episodes. <laughs> they love those beginning. I, I told Brittany hasn't heard them. That, that, yeah, that Kanye episode was funny as hell. Yeah, that one was really good. <laughs> but but the, what you call it? The, yeah. So, yeah, we, we definitely will be back. I'm going to see what's going on with Josh. Right. Thank you. Love Deja. 
Jaira's in the studio too, he's looking like Jira. a grim reaper. I know. With that hood on he's his head. He's got like the some type of tincture here. The line from uh from from the great minister society. Oh, okay. Oh, he does. Oh my god, looking that's like so the funny. Grim reaper. Hilarious. It's like we are tropical people. He don't know that. No. I don't know. Do you? <laughs> minister society. Minister society, like, were you born then? No, nah, he wasn't. Not yet. That is interesting because I saw that in college. Was that 92 or 94? <laughs> uh, Wait, was that 93 or it was, was like 93, 94? Yeah, 93, okay. 94, yeah. Because mm-hmm. hmm. it was after Juice. Oh, yeah, because Juice set the bar. You think so? Well, no, Boys New Jack hood. City. Okay, yeah, New Jack City did set the bar, but I like... And Boys, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood was the you guys best are, it was story. The, it, it was the best story. It was the uh, prototype for that. Yeah, because like hood, New Jack yeah. City was in New York, so it was well, a very it was, New York. New Jack City is a gangster movie, but just with black people. Whereas Boys in the Hood is a hood movie. Yeah, it was more yeah, because to me, authentic. Nino hood. is the. It the, was a bit staged and over dramatic. Like I said, it's a gangster movie, but yeah. just with black people. Yeah, like it was very like. I mean, I just watched New Jack City like two days ago. Just because something happened and then I was watching a different video and then the that. podcaster <laughs> talked about Alan Payne hitting the pipe. And then I was like, what comes uh, between us will never be broken. Yeah. <laughs> I am my brother's keeper. CMB. Yeah, I love that movie. and just hated the scene where he like picks up the little girl as a shield or oh, whatever. Oh, man. He's like, blasphemous dope fiend. Yeah. He's like, I used to be Pookie. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor white trash. He's calling me, man. It's calling me. He's calling me. <laughs> we got to get out of here, y'all. That was like, <laughs> he calls, we, it's like, it's messed up because in a lot of ways, like these are the layers of the movie, me and Macy are like, <laughs> 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 Scotty or Ice-T kind of forced Pookie to get back on crack he when did. he stopped he him did. at the beach. Yeah. He was like, it was a dope fiend like you. And it was like, damn. It's like, well, I guess I'm going to smoke crack again. Like, it go from that scene on the beach to, yeah. that's wild, it's like, yeah. I hope you got something in your rehabilitated body. Yeah. Change your life around. And yeah. it was like, shit, I guess I don't. <laughs> yeah. But it also, you know, it also showed wow. uh, in a in a in a in a in a in a very in a very trite way the corruption of the system. It definitely did. Yeah. I, I really do wish in hindsight though, because when I looked at it, I don't think they went far enough. And maybe they didn't know at the time, but I don't think it went far enough in showing the systemic I mean, I think they did try to show the systemic oh, yeah, yeah. portion of there it. There were no in poppy his fields in Harlem. Yeah. But I think <laughs> that, that was awesome. You could tell his Shakespearean actor yeah, would come he was out. Like, he was like, society at large is not on trial here, Mr. Brown. Right. You are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think, I think I really wish that, you know, they would have at least mentioned the CIA involvement. I'm unsure if yeah. they were clear at that mo- at no, that time probably not probably, well, they, not. probably mm. like not conclusively but yeah. that's where like snowfall picks up with a lot of this oh yeah you know but yeah we will pick up all right guys well just wanted to remind everyone to tune in to detroit is different.net to listen to all of the other podcasts mm-hmm. that are coming out of this wonderful network if you want to reach us on social media you definitely want to go into the detroit is different facebook and 
get involved there. If you want to listen to the Piper Carter podcast, we are on all streaming platforms. And if you want to interact with us, guess what? You can check us out on social media. We are on Instagram, pc.podcast, on Facebook, pc.podcast. And you can join our Facebook group and meet other people that are fans of our podcast at Piper Carter Podcast. So until then, we'll see you next week. Peace. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen to Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. I never met a cop. I ain't feel like killing, because pigs round here just like pigeons. Politicians no different since they act like hoes. Treat them like bitches. Fat meat grease. Niggas over here can't watch like TV. Dumb dumbs make a smart nigga deep. Shotty with no neck and we call that weed. So they get like George.